Hello, Hello, everybody. You stole my line. Oh. Hello, everybody. You stole my bit. <laughs> he, has, he has one job. One job. Also, to greet the people on the way in. Alvix is going to die from working. You stole my bit. You rascal, you stole my bit. He dies randomly and mysteriously for no reason. So, I'm going to make you miss the random conversations. Ah, yes. So, welcome everybody to more Tomb of Annihilation. We are continuing on right where we left off last week. Last week, uh, the party descended into level two of the dungeon, the Dungeon of Deception, using the hidden staff-only entrance. Uh, they encountered the tomb dwarves, the undead, ser undead servants of Withers, the guardian of the tomb, responsible for keeping the tomb running on a day-to-day -day basis, and summarily destroyed him thus ensuring that the tomb's traps cannot be reset, at least until Asarak finds a replacement for Withers and his crew. Replacements that oh, may yeah. be the party <laughs> they fail. <laughs> Onyx does not volunteer. <laughs> I do not <laughs> consent. I don't believe Onyx is getting consent. Oh, no, wait, no, no. He can have consent. Onyx can have consent. You just need to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you could tell him, he won't resurrect you. Um, in Wither's office, you found uh, a set of records detailing in uh, detailing in quite uh, quite basic, but uh, quite basic but functional detail going back centuries. Every adventurer who had ever set foot within the Tomb of the Nine Gods and how they met their end. Alerting you to traps yet to come with illuminating names such as False Tomb, Doppelganger Room, Wardrobes of War, Stone Crusher, and perhaps the most terrifying of all Terracotta Army. <laughs> mm. That's gonna be fun. And so, here we are. This room smells of wine. On a checkerboard marble floor, a gilded coffin sparkles in sunlight, streaming down from the chamber's vaulted ceiling, which arches 12 feet overhead four huge stone gargoyle heads, their mouths agape, protrude from the walls. Alessander and Onyx have already checked the sarcophagus in the room, discovering that a simple phrase is carved into the lid, reading, Drown your sorrows. Alessander, in your head, Moa surmises, Hmm, might I opine that this tomb doesn't match the symbolism of any of my godly companions. As if in response to this, yeah. in Onyx's head, Wongo says, Bah! 
Yeah, oh yeah, it, it, no, it, sorry, it, 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 sorry. I, I, was, I was trying to remember who had one yeah, go in yeah. their head, sorry, I forgot it, Onyx had one it, go. In Onyx's head, Wongo sends a shiver of rage and anger through Onyx's body and says, Prove to the little girl that you can think and solve things for yourself. Open that coffin lid, throw it open and pummel whatever is inside. Alex just shakes his head. <laughs> we in the we in the real world or the dream world? Which you are in what in you have termed world. the real world as. The real world. You got the impression that the plane shifts that led to a different version of the tomb would perhaps, according to the note left by the dead adventurer, be a waste of your time. After all, the note stated that Asarax warnings, although they may seem well-intentioned, are designed to lead you to your doom. And the warning for that room left by Asarak was simply the ring leads to another tomb. And so, you felt mm. perhaps it was prudent to not venture any further and stick right. with the dungeon you have been exploring. Who knows what dangerous terrors could be waiting for you in that alternate version of the dungeon. You decided... Perhaps it's better to stay here. So, what would you like to do? Sorrows. Mm -hmm. Alice and us at the back of the room, just staring at the coffin, going, "So, this doesn't match any of the any of the uh, gods that we've read up on so far. And mm -hmm. we know for a fact that somewhere in this tomb, there's notes on a false tomb and a wine room of some sort." Yes. Furthermore, do we even touch this? Furthermore, you do have the warnings from Asarak. The ring is a path to another tomb. You know, this refers to the part to the plane shift into the alternate reality. You know that into darkness descend refers to the devil grin uh, where Onyx yeah. found the cube of turning. So therefore, the dead of poor sunlight only a jewel contained the frog, bow as the dead god intoned, may refer to this room. Mm. You also notice uh, that if you could somehow get the mouths on the gargoyle faces to open, there is space large enough behind them that you'd be able to crawl into the space beyond. However, at the moment, they are tightly shut and don't look like they'll be opening anytime soon, at least not without significant display of force. Are they made of stone? Ah, uh, they are indeed made of stone. Can I check with my mason tools to see how hard it would be to open them? Ah, oh, yes, go ahead, make a Mason's Tools check, please, on it. Uh, and tools are just proficiency, isn't it? Yes, just proficiency. Uh, that's a ten. So, you take a look at one of the gargoyle faces, and you notice that the mouth appears to be attached to some sort of mechanism. It's obviously designed to open when this mechanism is triggered, but there is no sign of what may trigger the mechanism. However... If you were willing to spend about an hour here, 
you may be able to use your tools to trigger this mechanism on one of the gargoyle faces, opening its mouth. Oh, uh, is the wine see-through? Um, oh. well, you oh, don't sorry. know. Uh, you don't know what the wine looks like, as there's that you can smell wine, but you can't actually see any wine anywhere in this room. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, can I have a look at the doorway and see if there's any shutting mechanism? Ah, mm. uh, please, make an investigation mm. check. Oh, shit. Can I, have, or, can, I, well, can I help? Yeah, Alessandra, you can help. Uh, can I say help? Does that give him advantage, or do I do it? Uh, maybe, we both do, maybe we both do different well, roles. I'll, <laughs> I'll, allow, I'll allow Onyx to use his stone tools if you're, actually, if you're checking the stone to see if you could notice any... You know, yes. go ahead and... No. Uh, that's a... Do I... Is Alessandra helping with that to give advantage, or am I... Or no, that... Alessandra's just no? doing an investigation. Okay, I, don't know. I, okay. I can do investigation. I don't okay. know crap well, I've tools. got uh, 14 for my tools. So, you head into the doorway leading into this tomb, and you pull out your tools, and you start looking around, examining the doorway, seeing if you can notice any grooves or joins in the stone and you notice that uh, directly above you there is a large square carved into the uh, stone roof about five feet by five feet and it looks as if there is a portion of the roof that is designed to descend trapping you on either side of the doorway Okay, Onyx, upon seeing this mimes to everyone, taking the lid off, the doorway closing, the mouths opening up, and then us all drowning. I'd like you to make a performance check, please, to convey all that. Uh, no. Unless you're just doing something simple, like nudging Alessandra's shoulder and pointing up at the roof. No, I want to be fancy. Less is, uh, I was going to say, sometimes less is more. <laughs> but this is fine, probably. That's okay, because that is uh, performance is charisma, so that is a twenty-two. So oh, Onyx, <laughs> Onyx immediately walks over to the sarcophagus, taps the top of it with his hand, and then moves over to the doorway, uh, points to the roof where you can all see a five foot by five foot. Uh, block set into the roof and then points to the gargoyles attached to the walls and opens his mouth gaping staring at you and mimes something pouring out of it so do I understand exactly yes, what he's doing? You, you understand the gist of what he's saying so he wants it to open yeah. the lid and then <laughs> no, no, that would probably be Bobbit. That would be probably Bobbit and Alessandra going. You should open the lid anyway. No, no, okay. It's my time that I'm doing this performance. Wongo's going open the lid, open the lid, yeah, open the lid. Yeah, Wongo's telling you to open the lid, and in Zinhorn's head, Oberlaka is saying, mm, "It's a convincing argument. Perhaps we ought to, you know, leave it alone." Alessandra's going. So we have. Room smells of wine. Door is set clearly to fall if it is triggered by something, most likely opening the lid. So my vote is 
we leave, unless we find something else of use in here, we just leave this alone and don't touch it. Yep, so you can go back the way you came, or you can try to get into one of the crawl spaces. Well, we need... I feel like if we open the sarcophagus, we could potentially get more allies to our cause. But... I don't think there's anything in there. I think it's just a straight-up freaking trap. Um, this is... Uh... Fuck. Um... <laughs> I want to ask, ask something, but it's metagaming. <laughs> uh, remember, how spell works. <laughs> remember, Re remember, Remy. You can always have Ava consult Mudmore as well. I can do that as well. You sure I keep can. Forgetting about all of Ava's abilities. Yeah. Um. She's going to confront, uh, consult Mudmore, but first, she would like to ask. Alessander, how dimension door works. So not for us to go through. Yeah. How dimension door works? In what regard like, exactly? Can we hold the door open and use it as a funnel? Um, no, I no. Don't, I don't know how it works. That's, I would. So uh, it, I will. I will. Well, it, it does. Out. It does state that it does state that usually one person. Maybe a second person, yeah. first person, uh, someone through, but... yourself in your current position, any other spot in range, right exactly the spot side, place you can see, yada, yada, yada. Visualize, you can bring along objects as long as they won't just exceed what you can carry. No, it doesn't say anything about okay. just holding it open. You can't just, yeah, it's not yeah. It's not like just a straight up portal. It's yeah. less of a portal and more of, um, think like Nightcrawler from X-Men. Yeah, just yeah. Snap, yeah. disappears and reappears yeah. elsewhere. Yeah, there's no like physical door that just stays open. When you cast yeah. a spell okay. and then step forwards, a door envelops you and takes you where you want to go. Yeah. However, yeah. if you were to cast door. if you were to cast something like Gate, for example, that would work yeah. how you're describing, where you would just create a portal and whatever's in the room can go through it. Yeah. I go over and ask, so how long does it make uh, take for you to create a uh, door with your painting things that you use? As long as it takes me to paint it, honestly. Yeah. So I imagine if we're in a room full of wine, it's going to get washed away fairly quickly. Well, it depends how quickly the room fills with wine. It could fill quickly or it could feel it could fill slowly enough that you might be able to paint at least a hole up near the roof that you could all crawl through do we want to even take that chance though mm. as from everything i've been getting so far in Aserac, he pretty much wants us just flat dead i don't believe he's uh. going to be having his traps set up to work around that Ava would like to please consult have a... Mudmore. Yep. Yeah. Please have Ava conduct a religion check. Religion check. Uh, that is an eighteen. Um. So Ava closes her eyes, and within her head, she sees the visage of Mudmore, the great crocodile. And he looks at her, and he simply smiles and says, Beware sunlight that does not come from the sun. 
Sun Lamp does not come from the sun. Okay. Ava imparts this to the rest of you. And then she points towards the sunlight billowing down from your roof. Sunlight that must obviously be magical as you're so far underground that the dome that's overlooking this room, there's no way that that could actually open to the sky outside. Oh, I completely blanked that there was sunlight in this room. Okay, okay. Uh, I did not want to open up Steam. Fuck off. Uh, I wanted to open up Discord. Uh, into the... No. The dead abhor sunlight. Um... Okay. Sure, the sunlight's here for a function, it's here not just to light this place out. Yeah, but what if the sunlight is the thing that allows the traps to detect that the door's closed, that the the coffin's closed? That's entirely possible. Like, if it was dark, nothing watching could see that it's opened. Hmm. We do have one more room we can go into. I'm, I'm, I'm all for just leaving this yeah. for the time being. Yep, sure you, don't want reasons. sure you don't want Ava to cast a spell magic on the sunlight? We'll come back to it if we Maybe can. we'll come back to it. Very well, very well. So you turn around, you leave this room behind and move back the way you came through the... Uh, through the anti-gravity ring and back into the main balcony. I presume you'll be heading to the uh, double, the big iron door to the south? Yes. Yes. Very well. As you approach this door, the scent of decay that's been permeating through this level of the dungeon grows stronger and stronger. Three oval holes are carved into a nine-foot wide, nine-foot high metal door at human head height. As you approach, three putrid humanoid heads stick out of the holes, each of them covered in emaciated, rotting flesh and gnashing on an iron bit bolted to a chain bridle. It's obvious that behind this door are three very hungry zombies silently gnashing, trying to get to the fresh meat that they sense. Hmm. So this could be the dead abhor sunlight or bow. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm not willing to test bowing. Hmm. <laughs> or, or perhaps that refers to the room beyond. Hmm. Wait, so where are these zombies, sorry? So the zombies appear to be behind the door. You can see there, there's two holes in the door, and oh, okay. behind them you can see the zombies, and they're gnashing at you. Uh, but they can't get to you, and it appears that they're sort of, from what you can see, it appears almost as if they're bound with an iron rod to the backside of the door. 
and you quickly examine the door and there doesn't appear to be anything like a keyhole or any sort of handle you could use to open it. So, so these zombies are attached to the door by an iron rod? Yes, based on the fact that they can't moan, um, their mouths are held in place by a big eye, like, like a horse bridle. Yeah, it appears as if they're bound to the backside of the door. No, well, that is my idea. But they're, they're trying to get to you. You can see yeah. their faces struggling with exertion, trying desperately to get to the fresh meat. But whatever's binding them is ensuring that they can't move through the door. Uh, such a waste of the undead. Oh, okay. they're bound to the... Can Onyx try bowing? Yeah, Onyx, you bow, and it doesn't appear to do anything. The zombies okay. continue gnashing their mouths, and their putrid, liquidy eyes just roll around blankly in their heads. Do we have any mirrors on us? Like, does anyone have anything that could be used as a mirror? Hmm. I think so. Damn. Nah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, would the Ava's Moonlit Sword do anything? Uh, no, it just provides sunlight, though. So Lucian reaches to his uh, sword hilt and draws his sword, and he looks at you and he says, well, if you don't have any other ideas, I vote poking this blade through those holes and putting them Wait, out of their misery. Did you say that the Moon Touch sword gives off sunlight? No, not sunlight, just no. light. Just light, okay. uh, Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, to be very careful of what you say, because yes, you could... that's fair enough. I could be trying to trick you. I wasn't yeah. telling you to be careful, I was just yeah. saying we need to be careful. Yes, you need to be careful. A throwaway comment from you is often... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that said, the door itself doesn't appear to be dangerous and all do the zombies, so if you'd like to examine the door in careful detail, there doesn't seem to be anything stopping you. Hmm. Wait, can I see behind the zombies? You could try. Uh, you like, may... You, you... The floor behind the zombies at all? Um... Perhaps if you got a bit closer, it would be difficult, but you could attempt a perception check with disadvantage. Yeah, okay, I'll try yeah. and get closer and um, see if I could just see any part of the floor at all behind the zombies. Zenhorn got an 18 for perception with disadvantage. Ah, yes, Zinhorn. Zinhorn and Onyx both step forward and moving your bodies to try to bait the zombies' heads to the side to give you just a tiny bit of space to see beyond them. You can't make out the contents of the room beyond, but you do see that it appears the zombies are chained to the easternmost wall behind the door. There's quite a lot of room for them to walk, and it seems that if they were to walk in that direction, they might actually pull the door open. It's just that with fresh meat standing right on the other side of the door, they're in no way compelled to walk back into the alcove. Okay, but uh, did I see 
And if I got a nine. Did I see the floor mm. at all? No, you didn't. Shit. Because so... I can't. I'm in my fucking shadow if I can't see the floor. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to summon my shadow. Uh, yeah. In an unoccupied space that I yeah. can see. But you're <laughs> trying to look through a hole that's yeah, about the size yeah. of a human head and it's mostly taken up by the zombie's face. No, yeah, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. That's very fair. Um... If there was some way to uh, cause the zombies to walk back into the room beyond, they would probably pull the door open for you. Zim is going to light up his flame tongue sword. Yep. And put it up towards the hole and see what the zombies, like, whether they start moving at all. The zombies do not appear to visibly recoil. In fact, as you draw closer, even though you're holding a flaming uh, sword... Wait. Yep. We we have a cube of turn undead, don't we? You do. We literally have a oh, cube that is what would cause undead to move. Dude, I have that written right in front of yeah. me as well. Fucking hell. I was also going to say, ideas. I also have, you know, um, animate dead, so... I mean, I don't really want to use my one turn a day, but I could literally just take over the control of these things and tell them to piss off. Yeah, and you just can open do the that door. with animate dead? Even though they're... It allows me to control them. Yeah, it doesn't say that... It, it doesn't say uh -huh. in the rules that it has to be a body that's mm -hmm. not already animated. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Uh... Shit. Uh, nah, nah. Oh, no, it's ones I can make with the spell, I think, mate. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say that it has to be something that's a nerd. So no, it does. It does say the spell creates an undead servant. She's a pile of bones of corpse. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So no, oh, you can't. You can't assume control. Okay. Well, we we literally have a cube of turn undead though. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we could use that. Um, just before, I want to clarify a rule for real quick. Yep. Because, and I'm gonna regret this. Oh, I can already feel it. More than likely. Rule as written for my echo. As a bonus action, you can teleport. Magically swapping places with your echo. Does that teleportation also no, count? No, that doesn't. doesn't... That, no, that's because you're uh... swapping places with your shadow. That's not going to be subject to the rules of the two. Oh, uh... because <sighs> yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that's a class feature. I'm not gonna have the two like screw up someone's class feature. Yeah, okay, get the cool because of that. Perfect. <laughs> In that case, then, uh, Ava will pull out the turn undead cube and activate it, I guess. So Ava reaches into her, into her pouch and she withdraws the small stone cube and she holds it aloft and as it crumbles to dust in her hands, the zombie's eyes grow wide with terror and... You see them recoil away, and as they flee from whatever invisible magic is emanating from the tomb, you hear an ear-splitting, scraping sound as they pull the door open with them, and, uh, allowing you to see into the room I thought that was a cannon for a second, then. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, oh, oh. I may or may not have thought this. Oh, this room. Oh my god, this room is full of bones. 
It is oh, full of hello. farts. <laughs> Okay. This room is full of farts. <laughs> Interesting. Do you, <laughs> do you step through the now open door into the room beyond? Um, the magic is emanating from Ava, isn't it? Yes. Um, um, she is going to stand here. Yep. And no matter what happens, she's readying an action to move in away from the zombies if the magic ends. Yep. And they start coming back towards her. So Ava steps into the room, holding the cube aloft as the rest of you move past her. And once you're all in the room, you watch as the zombies fleeing from Ava and the cube retreat into an alcove carved into the easternmost wall. And once they step into this shadowy alcove, the whole room shakes and a stone slab drops down, sealing them in the alcove beyond, leaving the door oh, that's permanently okay, open. That's okay, then. Um, <laughs> okay, well, then Ava's going to stick with the party, then, and keep moving. Okay, so six, what do we have to work with here? Six glass cauldrons brimming with humanoid bones line the walls of this tomb, at the centre of which stands an ancient chariot bearing a bronze sarcophagus with treasure strewn atop it. Paintings on the chariot's body show a tall bird with a long, sharp beak. On the south wall, a bronze shield bears the embossed image of a tabaxi warrior carrying a spear, below an inscription that reads, Bow before no one. Four, statue, four bronze statues stand on pedestals to either side of the shield. They also depict tabaxi warriors, one holding a sword, two with spears, and one missing its face. Bow in, before it, bow before it, bow before it, bow in, before it. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> in, in Zinhorn's head, Obalaka, nervous, warns her host, oh, these cauldrons contain the bones of Papa Zottle's most zealous devotees. Even in death, they might seek to protect him. Please proceed with caution. Hello? Okay, so... Bow as the dead god intended, and there's one that has no face. It did say bow to no one. It, and yes, mm. the thing says bow to no one. Mm. Is there any symbol on the sarcophagus? Uh... There is. There is a carving of a uh, tall bird with a long, sharp beak. Yep. And as you look at it, uh, Obelaka confirms that this is a depiction of Papa Zotl. Papa Zotl, Papa Zotl. So where is Papa Zotl on this freaking page? So Papa Zotl, it appears, is entombed within the sarcophagus on the chariot. Papa Zotl... Is... Which one's Papa Zottle? The name's not on the... Ah, oh, no, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Papa Zottle the Ableus. He chose Papa yeah. Zottle. Yeah, Ian came yes. while Ableus steamed from the reed hut, yada yada yada. Uh, yeah, when Kabuzan, the frog came in to pretend Papa Zottle the Ableus chased Papa Zottle. Okay. Oh, cool. so he's the trickster. Yes. Okay, so whoever gets this one can't have the frog hemoth. Yeah. 
So that means either Onyx, Zinhorn, either Zonix or Zinhorn, who already have one in their head, would be able to get it and not worry about the Frogemoth. Otherwise, if Sir Lucian or Ava claim Papa Zottle, then they would not be able to get the Frogemoth later. Oh. I kind of say we probably don't want um, Wongo and to have a trickster in there as well. Yeah, that's that's probably, probably a good idea. Probably, yes. Because, yes. <laughs> you know, at the moment we can resist the gods in our heads, but I don't know if that's going to change if you have two. And two specifically uh, dangerous yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, however, no, no, no. no, you guys have an issue with my god's fine, I'm just not like my, my just uh, a little bit nervous about everything. Yes, Onyx would like to take a step further in, like, so he would like to not draw step here, so he's in the room proper. Yep, oh, is that where we are? Oh, I'm just moving it to show that you're oh, all okay. in the room, yeah, but Onyx, oh, so we are actually in the room, yeah, you are actually in the room. I okay. Okay. You nothing has. No, nothing has. The room appears to be quiet at the moment. Okay. Well, then Onyx would just like to look at each of the statues in turn, yep. going in order that you listed them off. So the yep. one sword, then the two with the spears, and then finishing off with the faceless one. So, would you like to what see them from here, or would you like to approach them to examine them in detail? I would like. To stay at least five feet away from the coach at all times. And yep. get as close to the statues as I can. Yep, so you stand in front of the large bronze shield at the southern end of the room and examine the four statues flanking it. They are incredibly detailed depictions of tabaxi warriors. Very lifelike. The, the sculptor has even gone to the effort of individually carving each whisker coming out of the tabaxi's faces. Uh, one of them, the rightmost one, has no face, strangely. Rather than, rather than the cat-like face of the other tabaxi, its head is just a blank circular object. This is the statue that holds the sword. The other statues hold. Uh, the other statues hold spears. Powerful, no one. Oh, but is a sword a status symbol? And is a shield user just rank and file? Now I think I'm thinking way too far into this. Probably. My question was going to be: Does anyone remember that lovely statue from back in Mesro? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> look, I'm not challenging this one, okay? Yeah, I, I, I was going to ask what weapon did it use, but never buy. <laughs> yeah, swords. Yeah, so I just want to say yeah, the face, swords. the faceless one, which is this one, is wielding yeah. a sword. The others are holding spears, and there is a large bronze shield. Uh, in between Ava, Ava would like to say to Alessander back when Mesro was still around and you lived in Mesro before everything happened 
were swords a status symbol? Like, were only higher-ups allowed to use swords? I would like Alessandra to please make a history check. Okay. Mm, seven, eleven. Uh, swords... Well, it depends on the type of sword. Alessandra, you do remember that normal short blades were pretty much a common weapon assigned to tabaxi warriors. Not as common as spears, but reasonably common. Officers would usually carry an obsidian short sword, which would be a mainly wooden blade, to- uh, mainly wooden blade lined with obsidian teeth. The blade that this statue is holding does not appear to be that. It appears to be just a standard short sword. Hmm. No, it seems this one... Like, while, yes, certain obsidian blades, not so uncommonly like the one you've got from, you got from your wonderful Wonga friend, but this one seems to just be a stock standard sword. Nothing, nothing special about it. Okay, uh, did Zinhorn want to say something before I... Oh, sorry, I was trying to read through the the myth trying to find, because mm. there was mention of a spear. Yeah, but it's a different different one. Mm. As I was trying to just find that, but... I will also point out that the bronze statue also has a depiction of a tabaxi warrior on it. He's depicted to be in the midst of hurling a spear. Onyx is going to stand in front of the faceless one. Yep. And uh, make... Zinhorn, what is your passive perception? Passive perception is currently 19. 19. Okay, so I will point out that Zinhorn, as you walk around the room, you notice along the easternmost wall there is a square carved into the stone indicating that there is a secret passage beyond. Ooh, secret tunnel! (laughs) (laughs) Points it out to the rest. So Onyx, you're approaching the faceless statue and what do you do? I'm gonna stand there and motion that I want to bow and then I bow anyway because I don't care about the other sets, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't <laughs> wait for. You don't wait for a response. You just bow. <laughs> um, yeah. Bow before the statue, and to your shock, sending a spasm of fear down your spine. Ah, shit. The faceless, the the featureless circular ob- spherical object that serves as the statue's face turns to look at you and it nods oh okay oh okay um i'm gonna turn around and give the thumbs up but i'm not gonna touch the tomb because if i touch the sarcophagus and then there's a good chance i'll be the first person to touch the item yeah well only if you open well, only, only if you, open it. Yeah, you, 
could still open it um, and yeah. don't, not touch the item, but yeah, we'll... Okay, it. well, in that case, then, yeah, I'll go up and lay my hands on either side of the lid. Yep. And then look back at the statue and see if anything changes. The statue is once again looking blankly to the floor of the room, no lot not acknowledging you anymore. I'm going to try and remove the lid. Very well. The top of the sarcophagus is lined with miscellaneous treasures and trinkets, little golden cups, coins, amulets, and necklaces. Uh, to get a better grip on the lid, you could sweep them away. Would you like to do so? Maybe I won't sweep them away. Maybe I'll take my time and just place them still on the chariot, but next to the sarcophagus. Yep. So you reach for you reach for some of the treasures, uh, filling your hand with necklaces, gold cups, and other trinkets, and. As you lift them off the top of the sarcophagus, I would like you to please roll for initiative. Have we done all of us, or all of you, please? Have you done? Uh, Onyx got a fifteen. Uh, Ava got a sixteen. Sinhong got an eighteen. Yep. Alessandra got a nine. So Lucian got a twenty. Okay. So as you, as you remove the treasure from the top of the sarcophagus, the bones that litter the room begin to shake, and within seconds, they begin to coalesce inside the cauldrons. The six cauldrons rattle loudly on the floor, and then to your horror, fully formed skeletons begin to climb out. I think I should have animated dead before we started fucking with things. And I will... They take a few seconds to form until eventually 30 skeletons group up around you. Oh. Oh no. It is Sir Lucian's turn first. He rushes for the nearest group of skeletons, raises his sword, and swings, bringing his sword down on one of the skeletons and crushing its head into dust. He readies himself and goes again, ah, smashing another skeleton to pieces, leaving only three in this group. Zinhorn, it is your turn. Well, Zinhorn thinks to himself, now's as good a time as any, and begins to transform Yep. into the armoured saber-toothed tiger. Ooh, lovely. (laughs) Tiger horn is back. Yeah. And he's going to pounce 20 feet in a straight direction towards some skeletons. Yep, 20 feet, so you want to go to the group that Lucian's dealing with? Um, no, we'll go to the ones on the other side. Yep, so 16 to 20. You growl, rush towards the group on the other side of the room. Go ahead and roll. Um, firstly, the target needs to make a strength save. Yep, 
So the skeletons in the group are making strength saves. Uh, that is four failures and one non-natural 20. All right, so I can do a bite attack, and if they be, if they fail their strength save, they become prone, and then I can do a claw attack on prone ta- uh, targets. Ah, lovely. So go ahead, roll to hit your bite attack. So the bite attack is uh, 18 to hit. 18 to hit, yep, you hit a skeleton. And that is... Clasping him in your jaws. That is eight points of piercing damage. Eight points of piercing damage. And he is one of the skeletons who failed his strength save, so you pin him to the ground. Make your free scratch attack. Um, that is a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Dirty. Yep, that's a hit. Roll your damage. Uh, and it is 2d6, which is uh, 10 points of slashing damage. You bring your great paw down on the skeleton. Great down on the skeleton's face and crush it into dust. And I just stare at them, look at them. Yep. Grr. It is the enemy's turn. Skeletons 26, 26 to 30 rush towards Onyx. Onyx, what is your AC? Uh, I did not have my shield, so 17. 17, so that is... Uh, Two guaranteed attacks. The skeletons set upon you, getting two attacks, each dealing four points of piercing damage from their short swords. Okay, so that's... Okie dokie. Skeletons 21 to 25 move in, and they also get two guaranteed attacks, dealing... Altogether, 10 points of piercing damage. Because okay. uh, we're, we're using the mob combat rules for these groups. Yeah. Um, so it's easier to do it this way. Uh, skeletons 6 to 10 run up to Sir Lucian, and with his AC, they get only one guaranteed attack. He takes 5 points of piercing damage. Skeletons 1 to 3 make an attack against Sir Lucian, they get one guaranteed attack, and deal two points of piercing damage. Skeletons 11 to 15 raise their short bows and fire at Ava, getting two guaranteed attacks against her. Uh, she has 18, I don't know if that helps Yeah, not, that's but... still going to be two. Okay, yep, yep. Um, okay. She takes uh, 13 points of piercing damage. Yeah. Skeletons 16 to 19 make an attack against Zinhorn. Zinhorn, what is your Tiger Forms AC? 17. 17, so two guaranteed attacks. That is uh, 11, uh, 13 points of piercing damage. Okay. From their two guaranteed attacks. It is Ava's turn. Ava is... Oh shit, I just realised that that's a full action. Okay, so that sucks. Um, she's just going to fly up into the air and take two longbow attacks at 
Skeletons, 21 to 25. Yep. Go ahead, roll to hit. Oh my god, that was two 12s. Two 12s, yeah. Is that with advantage because I'm in the air now? Yes, yes. That is unfortunately not a hit as the armor scraps that the skeleton wears prove to be just sufficient enough to deflect her arrow. The first attack, so second attack is 21. 21, that's a hit. Roll your damage. Uh, the eight. Uh, so that's ten arrow damage. Um, yep. And I'm just going to roll the psychic damage. Two psychic damage if they take psychic damage. Her arrow hits one of the skeletons, mm. making it fall to the ground where it shatters once more into bones. Uh, and that's. So, turn. She doesn't really have a bonus it action. That I Onyx's can, I turn. Um. Well, first off, I want to look back at the statue. If I bow at it, is that going to be an action? Uh yes, because you'll be moving. Furthermore, you'll get attacks of. No, 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 If I'm standing where I am. Oh uh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. You. Bow. It'll bow. You bow as a as an act as a, an action. Yes. Because okay. you're moving. You're, you're taking the time to do a proper bow. Okay, fuck that. Uh... I'm going to pull out my shield and my warhammer. Yep. Raising your AC to... 19. 19, yep. That's enough to make it one guaranteed attack. Yep. Uh, and then I'm going to bonus action summon my shadow here. here. Yep. Your shadow appears behind the group of skeletons. Yep. Uh, and then I'm just going to swing to hit one-handed with my warhammer. Yep, go ahead and roll now. to hit. They are flanked, so that's advantage. That's a nat 20. Nat 20, okay. Yeah. Roll double your damage. Uh, Would like to point out that skeletons good. are only one quarter CR each. <laughs> yeah. Hence why there's 30 of the bastards. Yep. <laughs> I mean, is the magic still emanating from Ava? <laughs> uh, no. The cube is crumbled no. to dust. Yeah. But yeah, if you had a cleric, piece. if you had a cleric, that would be, you know, yeah, an you easy just way to... Yeah, you just basically the entire fucking room out. <laughs> uh, 14 damage. Yep. So, uh, skeleton 24 goes down, crushed to dust. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to make my uh, echo attack. Yep, go ahead, roll to hit. That's two nat ones. Two nat ones. Oh, that's really oh god. Yeah, perhaps your shadow is confused which skeleton to hit, so it just swings the warhammer wildly, failing to hit anything. And then, um... Uh, no action required, I can make my shadow move. Yep, so where so would... So I'm gonna make my shadow move to right in front of the statue. Yep. 
So as your shadow rushes away, the three skeletons in this group get attacks of opportunity. The mob it's rules. Is 19 as well. Yep. The mob rules don't give guaranteed attacks on attacks of opportunity, so I'm just going to roll yep. individually for them. And yeah. neither of them is able to hit, so he Can rushes over to the statue. Uh, and it took my bonus action to summon him, so that is the end of my turn, and I just huddle behind my shield. Yep. It is Sir Lucian's turn. He raises his raises his sword and mm. swings. And that is Wait. a nap one as he charges towards the skeletons. He slips, <laughs> crashing to the ground, his armor clattering throughout the room. You can't hey, tell um, if he's uh, Yep. Quick question. Does the does the banana peel actually stay behind? Um I, I assume so. A dart you meant to be at work. <laughs> Can I please grab it? You would in the, my half action. Yeah, mm. uh, okay, you yeah, you reach over and grab it. Um, <laughs> what would you like to do now? Go in for your next now, attack? Think these skeletons that we're dealing with, right? Yeah. Uh, my question, are they uh, do they are they aware of what's going on or are they just here to attack? They're just yeah. mindlessly attacking you. Oh, beautiful. So they won't see a banana peel right in front of them, will they? No, so you'd like to hurl the banana peel in front of them? <laughs> oh, fucking God. This is, I was praying for this the whole drive for a while. Oh, God. Thank you. Um, yeah, can I lob it at the closest skeleton? Yep. So you look around for the banana peel. You look around trying to find what you tripped on. Not sure whether you tripped on the bones that are scattered everywhere or something underneath. Then you see that telltale glint of yellow. You brush one of the bones aside, pick up the banana peel, and then as the skeletons rush towards you, you hurl it in front of them, right in their path. You still are free to make a second attack, so I'll presume that you're not in a position to roll a dice, and I'll do it for you. So I will roll that. Uh, that is uh, an 18, so that is a hit. And then you roll your damage, and you deal nine points of damage to one of the skeletons, shattering its ribs, but not destroying it. It is now... Uh, actually, would you like to use your action, sir, to see if you could finish off this group? Oh, beautiful. Let's do this. You use your action surge, giving yourself another turn, and then you swing your sword again, this time rolling another 18. You deal 8 points of damage to Skeleton 3, shattering it, leaving only 2 left in the group. And then you go in for your second attack, and that is a nat 20. Jesus you Christ. deal 23 points of damage to the Skeleton, crushing its head under the flat of your blade, leaving only 1 in the group. Yeah, banana tattooed on my, on my plinth helmet after this. <laughs> oh, God. Your, 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 your pith helmet tomorrow at Call of Cthulhu. You're going to get a tattoo. Oh, sorry, wrong game, wrong yeah. game. Sorry, you're going to get a tattoo. You're going you're to get a little image of a banana just painted on the front of it like an emblem. Oh, <laughs> a badge of from another world. It is now Zinhorn's turn. Wait. Uh, they... How did Zinhorn get I haven't had... Oh, oh wait, yeah, sorry, Alessandra. Yeah, sure Alessandra, like yeah, sorry, yeah, Alessandra. Okay, cool. Then that's okay, that's I okay. I'm you. just kind of casually staying in the back of the room while everyone else is fighting skeletons going, oh yeah, might as well, might as well. Um, well, since 11 to 15 are all going to be doing long shots, I'm just going to take up my stuff and fire Eldritch Blast at them from the other end of yep, the room. Yep, go ahead. 
17 and 16 respectively to hit. 17 and... Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, both hit. Roll the damage. Wow, that's fun. Alright, first one is a 12 points of force damage. And the second one is... 14 points of force damage. 14 points of force damage. Okay. Uh, so you destroy two of the skeletons, scattering the bones across the floor with your Eldritch Blast, leaving three <laughs> in that group. It is. I am so raising some of these once I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it is now Zinhorn's turn. Um, are they still... Um... Um... Words. What am, what am I trying to say? Are they still prone? That's the word. Uh... Only the one that you killed... That they've, they've climbed back up. Yeah, they used their movement to climb back up, so they're not prone. Because they've had uh, a turn. In that case... Zenhorn is going to turn and pounce towards these lot here. Yep. So skeletons 16 to 19 are going to roll attacks of opportunity. Only one of them manages to hit you and he deals three points of piercing damage. Go oh. ahead, roll to hit. Uh, so the first one is an 18 plus 6. 18 plus oh. 6, that is a hit. Roll your damage. And that is a d10. And that is 14 points of piercing damage. 14 points of piercing damage. You pounce on one of the skeletons. And as you pull him to the floor, he shatters. So he's been destroyed outright. And was it the only the one that uh, fell? Ah. Uh the other two in the group have also fallen prone, so you may make a free attack if you like. I thought it was only the one you pounce on that you get a free attack, but if it's all prone ones... Well, then... if, the, if the target is prone, ah, the target well, can make... Well, you killed the target outright, so yeah. You do. You, right. Your bite attack was enough to kill him, so yeah, you don't... In that case, I still have a bonus action, Yep. and I can still use my vines? Yes, you can. So I'm going to take a swing with my vines and the battle axe. Is this a giant cat with vines hanging off its back? Yes. (laughs) Go ahead, roll to hit. That is a dirty 20. Dirty 20, that's a hit. Roll your damage. And that is a d10 as well. That is 10 points of... Damage. Your vine reaches out and swings at the battle axe, dispatching another skeleton, leaving only skeleton 21 in this group. <laughs> it is now the enemy's turn. Skeletons 26 to 30 attack Onyx, getting one guaranteed attack against him. That is six yep. points of piercing damage. <laughs> Skeletons 11 to 13 fire their bows at Alessander. That is two Aww. guaranteed attacks. And my AC is 18. Oh. Uh, 18? 18? 18, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's, that's two. That's two, yep. So that is ten okay. points of piercing damage. No. Wait, Scal- wouldn't that be hard? Wouldn't that be hard? Like oh, yeah, damage? yeah. So it is five points of piercing damage. You're resistant right. to it. Thank it, you. Uh, skeletons 16 to 19 chase after Tigerhorn. 
and swing their swords at him, getting two guaranteed attacks. That is nine points of piercing damage. Skeletons six to ten swing at Sir Lucian, only managing to hit him once, dealing eight points of piercing damage, so he is down 13 points altogether. Skeleton 1 rolls to hit Sir Lucian and is unable to pierce his armor. It is now Ava's turn. Ava is going to try and take out Skeleton 21. Yep. And that is a 20. That is a hit. Roll your damage. Uh, Longbow is a D8. Yep. Uh, so that's. 11 physical and 2 psychic 2 psychic yep she fires her arrow it hits the lone skeleton and he goes down and as he hits the floor the cauldron on the eastern side of the room begins to rumble as 5 more skeletons climb out charging into the fray well now that's... Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> uh, Ava calls out to Sir Lucian, don't kill that single skeleton. <laughs> um, and then she's going to just take a pot shot at 16 to 19 to try and thin the numbers yep, down. Go ahead. And that's 27. That's a hit. Roll the damage. And that is 14 damage. 14 damage. A skeleton crumbles to dust, leaving three in that group. It is Onyx's turn. Onyx uses his bonus action to swap between Shadow. Yep. You swap places with your Shadow, who is standing in front of the statue. And then I'm going to use my action to bow towards the statue. Looking around, seeing the skeletons advancing on your allies, you brush brush that aside, you turn towards the statue and bow. The faceless oh, statue. Yeah. This was all to save my own height. Yep. The faceless <laughs> yeah. statue. Yeah. The faceless statue turns towards you and once again it nods and suddenly all six of the cauldrons in the room begin to shake. And before your eyes, the metal corrodes away until all that's left is rust and bones lying on the ground. The skeletons all look towards you and begin to advance towards you until they too trip, stumble, and in unison fall, shattering upon the concrete floor. I thought you were going to make them all start attacking me while the others had to empty the fucking coffin. Oh, I had a mini heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Combat is over. Oh, shit. Skeleton 1 to piss off, then. (laughs) Yeah, Skeleton 1 needs to piss off. He crumbles into dust. (laughs) Okay. Uh, that's the one skeleton. That's that's the that's the Peter Parker skeleton that stayed back an extra two minutes for no reason to go. Oh, it feels so good. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't bring up those feelings. Fuck you. Hey, if I had to stuff it through, so does everyone else. So share the feeling. Um, 
those cauldrons would have released up to 60 skeletons before they stopped releasing them. Oh, 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 oh. oh fun. Easy. So it's 60 times 6. That's only 360 zombies. <laughs> skeletons. That's why. So, uh... <sighs> Combat is over. The tomb is once again silent as all of the skeletons have been dispatched. And bowing at the statue the first time prevented the other statues from coming to life and hurling their spears at you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, mystery solved there. Cool. So these things aren't going to reactivate if we go into the sarcophagus now, are no, they? No, you now appear to be free to open the sarcophagus. Okay, who who wants who wants what's inside? Let's let's crack it open and decide who yep. gets what. So whoever's going to open it, make an athletics check to hoist the lid off. Um, Who's good with athletics? I am. Let me just have a look and see. Uh, I have a plus six to athletics. Yep. I don't have athletics, but I. Have a high strength, so go ahead, Zinhorn. Yeah, go go Zinhorn. Let the druid be the that's a 24. 24 Zinhorn transformed back into your do you you transform back into your base form or are you remaining tiger horn? Um, transform back. Yep, so once again in your base form, you lean over and groan as you sweep all the treasure off the sarcophagus and then hoist it off revealing inside the brittle skull and bones of an Eblis. The following treasures are strewn on top of the bones. A gold torque, three gold cups, five gold cloak pins, and a brightly glowing silver amulet. That, with your, what is your arcana skill? Mine. Um... Um, Zinhorns. Oh, Zinhorn, he's the one's opened it. Uh, that is a plus four. Plus four, yep, so passive 14. You quickly recognise it as an amulet of health. Mm. Your constitution score is 19 while you wear this amulet. That would have been great for Bob. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> it would have been fantastic. <laughs> But he is dead, so he doesn't qualify. Yeah. Um, just to cut me, yeah. Constitution, that would have been great <laughs> So who, <laughs> all help, who, who wants 19 Constitution? Um, I mean, well, Ava won't say no, but... You would know, be good for anyone, really. Yeah, anyone can yeah. take it. It's just, if Ava or... So, well, Sir Lucian won't need it because his con is already 18. <laughs> Um, yeah. But if Ava <laughs> takes it, she won't be able to get. Um. It's got dungeons and dragons. Ah, yes. If, uh, if, I understand <laughs> if, if, if Ava takes it, she won't be able to get the Frogheemoth later. Oh, right. Oh, the amulet is the. Um... Yes, okay. this appears to be. Uh, Papa Zottle's item. Papa Zottle's item's just straight amulet health, holy shit. Um, Is anyone wanting it, or...? <laughs> I mean... Ava wouldn't hurt with the health boost if no one else wants it. it her constitution at the moment is... It would only give her another plus one to constitution. Oh, but... Uh, but that is uh, an extra HP for each of her levels. 
Yeah. Con at the moment is 16, so... So that is an extra 9 HP. Yeah. But that being said, if someone else needs it more, I'm just saying that Ava won't say no. Was Ava wanting the frog hemoth? I mean... Uh... It doesn't really matter, I guess. Until you find out what item the frog hemoth has. Yeah. Mm. For some reason, though, I don't see the frog hemoth having an upgraded bow, so... <laughs> yeah, that's probably... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point... Um... What's everyone else's constitution scores? Uh, 16. Yes, also be, 16. So it'd be for either, yeah, for Alessandra or Zinhorn, it'd be an extra 9 HP as well. Yeah. Which would take me to 102 max HP. I'd get up to 90, 98. Yeah, it would bring Ava up to 97. Um, I mean, look, might as well. I already have a friend, so I'm happy for someone else to have friends. It's not an attunement, is it? It is an attunement, yes. Oh, it isn't? Yeah, oh, I can't shit. take it anyway. Look, I'm not going to lie, I'm already completely tapped out on attunement slides, yeah. and I still have stuff I want to attune to, so I'm well and truly okay. out on that uh, one. I would be swapping something out, but I would happily swap out my... Keep in mind, you don't have to attune to the item to get Papa Zoddle's spirit. No, yeah, yeah. Um, because... Uh, Kitty hasn't doesn't have the um, checkbox for attunement, so um, she, I need to actually look. She, I know she has the sword, the Moon Touch sword, which would be that, is the Moon Touch sword itself an attunement? That is an attunement, yes. Okay, and, so she has the Moon Touch, the Ruby of the War Mage, and the Cloak and of Protection. The Cloak of Protection so is attunement. Three. Yes, so two slots, two slots taken. Yeah, up. and she has the Ruby of the War Mage. And the repeating shot also uh, for our bows also in tune. Ah, uh, yes. Actually, let me just oh, double check with she... the moon touched blade. Um, I'm pretty sure that one's not an attunement, but I could be wrong here. No, it's not an attunement. You're right. So two no, okay. But she still has three anyway because of the longbow. Well, no, because she has her. Oh wait, that that's a longbow plus one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's because of. Yeah, um, but, yeah, but that okay, but that's still only one attunement. So there's that. Plus yeah, she also has a ruby of the war mage. No, that's not attunement. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is because that's why I have a full attunement. A ruby of the war mage. Oh wait, yes it is. Yep, so three yeah. slots. So if if Ava wants to give up her her spell casting, it's just she kind of needs the focus because she dual wields. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Oh. Unless, unless if if she unattunes and focuses entirely on ranged attacks, son of a bitch, <laughs> she will take the amulet but not attune to it. Well, can't attune to it now anyway yeah. because yeah, you need a long rest. Yeah, long rest. So yeah, um, Ava may as well take yep. this one. So Ava. No one else wants it. So Ava steps forwards and as she places her hand on the amulet, strange shadows shift across the walls, forming the outline of a long-legged bird. And I'm just saying, it's probably the perfect god for Kitty to attune to. <laughs> it probably it's, is, actually. 
Its beak steps at Ava as a voice echoes through her mind. You will do as I command! Oh, Ava. you're not gonna get along with Ava. Ava is now possessed <laughs> by Papa Zottle. Here is Papa Zottle's card. That's gonna be good. This is gonna be good. Papa Zottle oh, the oh, Eveless no. is shrewd and conniving. While inhabited by Papa Zottle, you gain the following flaw. <laughs> I bow before no one and expect others to do as I command. While inhabited oh. by Papa Zottle, you can't be surprised. You gain advantage on all wisdom checks and you never take damage from falling. I mean, the, for the mother of the group, yeah, kind of probably sense. appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Although, I do like that she can't be surprised because I need to keep her alive at all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The wisdom checks are going to be solid. That's, yeah, the wisdom checks is good. Ava, Ava no. just looks around as she picks up the amulet and puts it around her neck. And as she looks around, she just purses her beak together and she says, Right then, let us get this group back into shape. Uh, Onyx is silently laughing. Shaking, laughing, but uh, silently. Yeah, it's just having somewhere in Alessandra's head just going, <laughs> Mama Bird's scary now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so are there still a crap ton of bones lying around here? Yeah, there's bones everywhere. Uh, there's, yeah. there's 60 skeletons worth of bones in this room. Oh, I can't take that many, but at least I know I have. Oh my god, this is going to be great for ammunition for moving forward. But either way, you see how you want to bundle up. You want to bundle up some bones to take with you. Oh shit, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's actually a good idea to. Hmm, I have now have to check. Well, I'm definitely going to aim it. You watch Alessandra just take her stuff out and go. Well, I'm not letting all of this go to waste. She taps her stuff on the ground a couple of times and casts Animate Dead on the nearest three skeletons to her. <laughs> now I have to count how many, how many slots I can fit skeletons so, in with. I will say each skeleton takes a single slot. Yeah, that's why I'm counting my uh, slots. <laughs> yep. So you bash, you, you tap some of the bones with your staff and summon three skeletons, leaving enough bones for 57. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else in the um, sarcophagus? Sorry, I had a call. Ah, yeah, that, no, there's nothing else. Um, it's just, just random trinkets you probably don't need. Um, Onyx will take one of the pins. Yep, yep, take one of the golden pins. Yep, you reach over and yep. you take it. So the three skeletons form in front of Alessander, and as their bones rattle, they salute her. Are there any jewels in the sarcophagus? There are no jewels, unfortunately. It was only gold things. Okay. Um, I have 62 slots out of my 74, so I'm going to take an extra, uh, let's say, 12 skeleton remains and just sweep them up into the bag for future use. <laughs> Me, yeah, Alessandra's just. Alessandra's <laughs> just. Um, yeah, no, she she basically just uh, you just watch the skeletons walking back and forth, just picking up remains and just dropping them into her pockets, going, "What?" Yep. <laughs> then so, I just walks away over to the door over here. Yep. And inspects it, and I um did an encounter builder just to see how deadly this encounter would have been if all 60 had come out. And? And we'd be dead. 
Yeah, it's a deadly <laughs> encounter if they all come out. Um, yeah. So Zinhorn... 60 is challenging. 30 is challenging, sorry. Yeah. So, Zinhorn, would you like to open that secret door? Yes. Okay, please make an athletics check. Okay, athletics is a 18. 18. As the others catch their breath and as Alessandra tasks her new servants with collecting bones and stuffing them into her bag, as Ava looks around almost as if she's supervising the group to ensure things are getting done, you grab hold of the secret door and with a groan of exertion slide it open revealing on the other side a cobweb a, a narrow cobweb infested uh, five foot wide passageway that appears to be a, appears to be a direct connection between this room and the one beyond <laughs> Okay. What's the thing in the middle of the room? Oh, you'd have do to I to, see? Like... Do I see any where where spiders? You don't. Well, you see a couple of spiders, but they're normal size. There is no large spiders, and there's the... nowhere a large spider could hide. No, you do notice that there is an alcove about halfway through the passageway, but you can see what appears to be a stone pedestal. Uh, embedded within it. There is no room for a giant spider to hide. It appears that the passageway is completely safe. And that's just the Mm -hmm. I was going to say, this is the passageway the zombies went down, wasn't it? No, 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 that was that was up here. Oh, it was just a random... Yeah, just a random notch in the wall. Ah, gotcha. Uh, Zinhorn is going to make his way in, trying to avoid disturbing the spider webs if he can. Yep. So Zinhorn carefully makes his way in as would the rest of the party join Zinhorn? In I got what I wanted out of this room. Yep, mm-hmm. so the rest of the sure. party follows behind Zinhorn, careful not to disturb any of the spiders. You end up disturbing a couple of the webs anyway and see tiny spiders scuttling away into cracks in the walls and floor and you enter into this little alcove, and what you find is... Uh, let's see. Ancient cobwebs fill this narrow corridor, whose midpoint features an arched alcove. Within the alcove, a dusty brass lamp stands on a table. Brass lamp on a table. Brass lamp. Yes. Hmm. And when you say lamp, what kind of lamp are we talking here? I mean, like a genie lamp. Not oh. a. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. You know, I see a bobbit in the back of my head going, ah. Oh. <laughs> but carry on. It appears to be the only thing of note in this room, and. You notice that Sir Lucian's eyes immediately drift to it and seem to be completely fixated on this thing, almost as if he's drawn to it. He's got the flying carpet, he may as well take the <laughs> lamp as well, then he's got the full cave of wonders. Do we want to make like check the lamp before we start picking things up? Because I feel like that's just 
Yeah. No picking up random magical items in this frigging death trap dungeon. Yeah, so you, you just see Sir Lucian's eyes fixate on it, and he immediately walks over to the pedestal, and having failed his, uh, having failed his charisma uh, save, he reaches oh. out his hand and slowly begins, and slowly reaches out to pick up the lamp. Will anyone stop him? Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you just call out. You, you run ahead right up to him, grab his hand and stop him before he picks up the lamp. He looks over at you and he says, What, Alessander? This is a lamp! As a genasi, mm -hmm. I feel I'm the one who should open it. Yes, and as much as we all would enjoy a lovely family reunion, we have no idea what this thing is or is capable of. Do you mind if I at least have a look at it before we start doing anything foolish? So Lucia just looks at you, a look of annoyance on his face, and mm, yes, he says... Well, I can mirror that and look direct straight back at him. He, he shrugs and he says, Fine, though... If I'm anything to go by, whatever's inside this lamp can only be honourable to our cause. Mm-hmm. Right, um... However, Alessandra, like with your high arcana skill, you can't help yeah. but, uh, you can't help but notice as Sir Lucia talks that as an Earth genocide, he would be descended from genies from the plane of Earth. Genies that are well known to be uh, cruel and warlike and <laughs> extremely hostile to mortals. Yeah, yeah. So there's just a really long pause and just to get... Right. Either way, I think checking this is probably the best idea because we have no idea how long this has been sitting here and that goes double for whoever may be inside. No, two hundred years trapped in anything could annoy just about anyone. Yep. So, yeah. Um, do I did I do like an Arcana check to check this thing? Ah, uh, yes. Make make, make an Arcana check. Okay, that is a twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah, you can definitely feel some strong magic emanating from the lamp, but uh. When you attempt to identify this magic, you can't. It's clearly something of an extra planar nature. Oh. He hasn't touched it yet, has he? He hasn't. You've stopped him. Okay. And so... Do you know what's scarier than magic that we can identify? Magic that can't be identified. All I'm getting from this is some sort of extraplanetary magic. Either... It's either from whichever plane of existence it comes from, or it could very easily be a trap and lead it to whatever plane yes, it comes from. Yes, it could be, could be either of those. If there is indeed a genie inside this lamp, then it would make sense that you would feel the extra planet energy emanating from it, but it could also be a... could also be a trap. Um, you can examine... You, you can get close enough to the... A lamp without picking it up to examine it. Would anyone like to do an investigation? Well, who's got the best investigation? I have a total of plus zero. <laughs> I have a plus four. What about Onyx? Investigation is a plus zero and okay. a plus three for Ava. So, still me. Okay. Yeah, it's Alessander. <laughs> 
make an investigation uh, check. check. Come on. Yeah, you just see her pull out her glasses out of nowhere and go look at it. Not that she really needs them anymore, but still always helps. Uh, 16 on the investigation. You squint and examine the lamp closely, and as you fixate on it, it's almost as if the brass that it's made out of becomes transparent. It fades until you're able to see through it, and on the other side you can see what appears to be a very tiny woman about the height of your hand waving at you and calling for help silently. Hmm. Oh. Well, that's a neat trick. Um... So we can't communicate with this thing, can we? Not without oh. releasing it. Okay, at least do I notice what kind of genie it is, or is it just um, that it's just a woman you, and it... You may... you notice that the pallor of her skin is quite pale. Meaning, if you had to make a guess, she is most likely a Dao, a genie from the elemental plane of air. Hmm. And just uh, takes the glass stuff, step back to him, going, most interesting. Seems this uh, lays host to a uh, air genie. Hmm. At this, genie, you call it. At this, Sir Lucian takes a step back and says, "Not worth our time in that case." Well, sorry if we didn't get the lovely, cruel, warmongering kind that you're so from descendant from. But she does appear to be calling for help. Possibly another victim of Aserac and just left a rock back here. Perhaps. Potentially, but if someone was to grab it, I vote that we don't all be in this tiny little alleyway when they do, just yes. in case something happens. Um, Alessander is... You are aware that in the off chance that this Dao happens to be hostile, most genies are known to be incredibly powerful and might be able to quite handily kill at least one of you. That is true. Uh, great, so now we're coin flipping between a possible ally or the death of possibly one of us. If you well, can't fight her off, anyway. The, the one who I would assume is least likely to uh, appeal, I'm assuming, is Solution. <laughs> yeah. Solution. Solution just nods and walks out back into the bone, back into Papa Zottle's tomb. Is, again, it is entirely possible that uh, she maybe have been captured by Aseract and therefore a possible ally as well. I feel like someone who would be, should would be able to. Uh, Communicate very well should be the one to let her out to try and... Onyx just yeah. walks out at that. Hit the bricks, mute boy, you're done. <laughs> yeah, Onyx just goes out and joins Sir Lucian and Alessandra's so, skeletons. You need someone like... who's good at persuading, correct? That's what my feel is, just in case she is... Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, very, very well. And, and I feel like with your new friend beside you, it might be better, because if something happens to them, well, apparently there's more reason to. I want... Hmm. I want to roleplay Ava as her new personality <laughs> type, yeah. but at the same time, if I get Ava killed, 
Yeah, yeah Kiwi will, will disown your ass. But <laughs> she will fuck it. Also, before I leave, but, I want to check out the door that I'm next to. If you do get Ava killed, once the tomb is done, she can be brought back. Yeah, but that's nah. I will send this guy look to the room and goes. It's probably best if. We clear the room and I'll have a word with our possible new friend. Um, if you hear rattling, large amounts of bone rattling and the potential screams, know that, that well, I didn't get to know you all that well, so <laughs> I withhold judgment. The, at, at the voice in Ava's head, Papa Zottel just says, Hmm, this is beneath us. Delegate! Delegate! And with that, Ava walks out of the room. Thank you, Thank you for taking that decision away from me. <laughs> Zinhorn just, after looking at the door, goes over and goes, You need to look after yourself because my good friend Bobbit is still in there. I know, I know. Look, I'll make you a deal. If I'm not somehow horribly murdered oh. instantly by whatever's in this lamp, I'll let Bobbit out for the rest of the day for some playtime. How does that sound? I'll be on the other side of the door, ready to go. Wonderful. Just uh, say the word and. Mm hmm. Yes, I'll be right here to save. Bobbit. Very well. So, Alessandra, you'd like to t pick up the lamp? Yeah, yes, I might as well. So, Zinhorn leaves. <laughs> yep, Zinhorn <laughs> leaves. Ah, <laughs> uh, this, this, this could either go perfectly well Standing or in the doorway, is everyone well, just. Everyone well, just. Yep. While he's doing that. Can Onyx just go to a wall and start trying to carve out a handle for one of his blades? Ah, oh, yes. Uh, While this is happening, please cause... make a make a tools check. <laughs> just just imagine him just angrily over the wall, unable to say anything, it's just like smacking into the wall, yep. carving out stuff. Um, I'm going to be stupid and spend an inspiration point. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> that's better. That's a twenty-one. Twenty-one. So. While Alessander is doing this, you just walk over and start hacking away at the stone wall, uh, breaking a piece off and doing your best to fit one of your adamantine blades into it, making a rough-hewn hilt. Meanwhile, Alessander reaches out for the brass lamp, lifts it up and rubs some dust off the top. The dust begins to swirl around you, Alessander, fogging up the tiny passageway until eventually... It coalesces into the form of the Dao. Dao are bigger than that. There we go. The Dao, oh, who sit, the Dao, fully formed out of the dust, levitates above the stone pedestal where the lamp was. She looks around, expressionless. She sees you, Alessander, and opens her mouth to speak. Do you speak Terran? Do I speak what now? Terran. Terran or Aaron? Terran. T-E-R-R-A-N. Is Terran a primordial language? Uh, no. It's not. Okay. I mean, I can cast comprehend languages so I can understand. If you like. Um, or you could just Plus. simply... Or you could just simply make a motion that you don't uh, understand. I'll, I'll raise a hand and go, Apologies, I'm not quite familiar with that particular language. 
The Dow. Speak any other? The Dow, with an imperious look on her face, shrugs, and she switches to primordial. Her words becoming <sighs> growled, rumbling sounds. When she notices the, when she notices the puzzled look on her face, on on your face, she swoops towards you and snatches out one of her hands, jabbing, <laughs> going to jab you on the shoulder with it. Do you resist? I will let this happen, because I'm guessing she's trying to communicate. She jabs the palm of her hand roughly onto your shoulder, nearly knocking you off your feet, <clears throat> casting tongues on you. Oh. She then taps her own body and looks at you imperiously and says, There, that's better, isn't it? Much. Uh, apologies. I thought I had that spell, but uh, someone seems to have misplaced that. But welcome to the uh, material plane. Uh, well, welcome back, I suppose. Um, my name is Alessandra Rayburton. Might, might I have the pleasure of knowing your name? She looks at you and she says, hm. Keshma al-Wazir. Daughter of the Sultan of the Court of the Plain of Air. The last thing I remember is a mysterious suitor arriving in my palace. The next thing I know, I'm trapped within that cursed lamp. I lost track of how long I've spent in there, but I do believe it was on the magnitude of decades. So with that... I thank you for releasing me. Certainly, perhaps one of the only useful things a mortal has ever conducted for one such as myself of such a high station. See, Alessandra just sort of closes her eyes for half a second, takes a deep breath, and as she's recalling the, uh, her position, will bow slightly and goes, Ah, I had no idea that there was someone of such high royalty amongst that lamp. I myself have uh, them from a line of royalty, though, as you say, as a mortal, this is nowhere near as prestigious as your own. Please make a persuasion check. Any dice, do not fucking fail me now. That is a 24. Keshma looks at you, narrowing her eyes as she comprehends you, and she says, hmm, well... In that case, I will honor you with a reward for releasing me. Oh. She thinks for a moment, pursing her lips, and she says, Hmm, I will offer for your... will offer for your reward a choice. Either I will act as your ally, at least until I see fit to leave this place, or I shall grant one wish. Oh. Oh. I can't exactly go out and talk to the others to try and discuss this with them, can I? Well, they 
yeah, no, they can't mm. hear what you're saying because you're both talking no, in terror. No, I, I get the sense. I get the sense that if I try and go out to talk to them, that would be considered insulting to her. Ah, shit. Mm. Hmm. She folds her arms together and she says, Be quick! I'd like to get back to my home. I only hope my scheming sisters have not stolen my birthright away from me in my absence. I understand completely. Um, apologies, I had no idea I would have such a mighty boon thrust upon me this day. Hmm. We see a Bob that's like fucking dancing in her head right now, going, yeah. holy shit, an actual wish from a real genie, finally! <laughs> wishes, wishes have the opportunity to fuck shit up if you don't word it correctly, don't they? It does. Yes. Horribly. Like, this, we're talking like, wishes like a proper ninth level Light reality level spell. Fucking yes. spell. It's like so, a proper reality so someone. So wishing someone back from the dead is not a good idea. No, I wasn't going to well, do that. Well, ordinarily... Is that even ordin possible? Ordinarily, it would be fine. It's just that probably the death curse of the soulmonger would just interfere no. with the wish. Uh, However, I... for example, if you did wish Bulb back to life, it would be that the moment the soulmonger is broken, Bulb would be brought back to life in the form that he was in when he died. Which means, which means he'd die immediately. Well, because no, because back. because this is wish, you would be able to wish around the old age. Oh, <laughs> so fucking tempting on that one. I was also considering because we know well, we know for a fact that Aserect is basically running this place, correct? Yes. Would it have been metagaming if I asked? to destroy the phylactery that was in this in this tomb. Well, you would know that as Azarak is a lich that he would have a phylactery somewhere, so it wouldn't be metagaming yeah. to wish for it to be destroyed. Uh, Good wish for all the gods to be released onto us. <laughs> or for all the keys. Failing that, if you don't want to wish, you can have the Dow accompany yeah, you I, as an ally. I know, until... but she also seems. She yeah. also, yeah, but we don't. That's not a guarantee. Yeah, until oh, she she's sees... just with us here. Yeah, yeah she, she will can leave fuck when off she at literally any time. She might. Yeah, we might take more than five minutes yeah. to make a decision on something, and she'll just go fuck this. I'm she, out, and that's it. Her implicate. Her tacit implication appears to be that she will remain with you until she feels that she has repaid you for releasing her. Then she will leave. Yeah. That's what I mean. We don't know how long that could be. In her mind, it could be like, oh, I helped you in one fight. <gasps> yeah. To me, bye. What? Gasp? I wish for your guarantee that you will help us in the final fight against Aserak. You could do, you could wish for that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and that would really fit say... in with Alessandra. I know, and that's that would really... that's what I would have. That's what I, I know. I mean, I mean, uh, all genies are at least CR eleven, so she would be a powerful ally. I know. I know. <laughs> While you're making your decision, I'm going to stop influencing you and go to the toilet. I'll be back. <laughs> no, no, please influence me. I don't want this decision by myself. <laughs> <laughs> On the other side of the wall, listening to tongues. 
Yep. Yeah, you're listening to like wind fucking blowing in the yeah. breeze. Yeah, you're just listening to whoosh. What I'm. Well, I said in this game, look and say, while I'm making up my mind, apologies for keeping you held at bay. You wouldn't happen to know anything about this mysterious suitor that may or may not have been responsible for your trapping in here. Her lips purse as if she is overtaken by anger, and she says, A traveller throughout the multiverse, a skilled magician, able to impress my father. Indeed, he must have been skilled if he was able to capture one such as myself. So, if you were to join us as an ally, we know for a fact that that particular magician is actually here. He actually runs this current tomb that we are tra- that my party and I are traversing. If you were to stay with us, would you consider the possible chance of getting revenge before making your way back to your realm? She contemplates this and she says... Hmm... While ordinarily I would not busy myself with the affairs of mortals, this magician has done me a personal slight. Well, in that case, perhaps we shall have this to substitute your wish. I will offer you no more boon and we shall consider our debt repaid. I will assist you when you encounter this magician and speak my name. If you speak God, my name, and name you, <laughs> uh, Keshma Al Wazir. If you, know you what, speak, uh, you know what? I was gonna say, just just t- send it to me later on. I will. <laughs> if you speak you. my name in vain, consider our deal <laughs> to be voided. As she Could says I this, suggestion just to mess with you. Uh, as she says <laughs> this in your head, Moa simply says, mm, "Yes, I do advise you not to break any bargains made." With this kind oh, so, so, I have to say her name in Erin to summon her. Yes, you have to say, if you speak her name aloud, you will summon her. It doesn't matter if you're fighting Aserak or anything else, you speak her name, she will appear. However, if it is not Aserak, she may not be pleased and will consider the deal null and void. But again, it, but it has to be in Erin. No, he said in error. No. Oh. It, yeah, if you right. speak her name, if you, she's oh, basically error. saying, oh, yeah, okay. she's basically saying, if you speak okay. her name at the wrong time, she cannot guarantee okay. that she will help and she will consider the deal <laughs> void. Understandable. I will summon you for no less than the, than the, well, the cruel bastard who kept who imprisoned you. You have my word on on my family's life that I will only summon you when we face him. She nods, and then she says, Consider it done. Speak my name, and I shall appear. Just remember the terms of our bargain. She nods, and with that, simply pops out of existence with a gust of wind blowing through the uh, corridor, buffeting your hair and blowing the cobwebs off the wall into dust. Hmm. Well, that could have gone worse, by a long shot. Simply turn and return to the rest of the group. Tell them. Basically walk out and go, Okay, so, short version, the 
Jeannie has allowed her, has uh, offered her services when we face Aseret at the end of this wretched tomb. We will have a powerful ally at our side. Thankfully, the, uh, the old saying of the enemy of my enemy is my friend still rings true to this day. I'm basically just explain the terms of the agreement. Just obviously, I won't say her name yeah. for obvious reasons. In <laughs> in uh in Onyx's head, Wongo immediately says, "Ah, get the little girl to summon her when it could cause the most damage and chaos." <laughs> Meanwhile, in Ava's head, Papa Zottle simply says, hmm, "A servant be." Fitting of our station, don't you think? Crust. <laughs> I I had one more idea while I was off the off the computer. Yep. Which you could have asked for another two years' experience in combat. Basically, giving us a couple levels. Yeah, you could have could have asked for that. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like stuff like that is yeah. is going to have. Like, you could, they could easily say, okay, fine, two years have now passed. Yeah. You've been here yeah. for two years, so Lucen's instantly dead. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, you're going to be careful how you word those things. Exactly. Oh, we could have all become liches. Yeah, or undead. We we wish to be the exact same power level as Aserak. Yeah, you suddenly all <laughs> yeah, become yeah, arch yeah, all become... <laughs> yeah, see, see would like cool. you said, this is why I stress the fuck out when you said I'll give you a wish. It's like, yeah, that's a lot of power and also a million one fucking ways it can go wrong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Although yes, the phylactery way... one would have been a good one, though, because, like, I can't think of any way that would go wrong. She just <laughs> destroys at, his Just imagine the hilarity when you ask the question and Dal goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> and that's the end of the yeah. stream for the day. Because he now needs to spend two weeks working out all yeah, the well, it happens. Yeah, but no. Um, yeah, no. Well, I would have I would have put some um I would have put some loophole in it, like, yeah, you get your two level ups, you just don't get them yet. It'd just be like next time you level up, you level up twice instead of once or something. But um so the Dow is gone, leaving this corridor empty. The only thing remaining being the door on the opposite side leading into the next room. Well, as we uh, go to move on to the next room, Alessandra will look over at um, Zinhorn and go, Well, I'm not dead, and I did make you a deal, so closes her eyes, concentrates for a minute, opens them again, and... The familiar gold eyes of Bobbit appears instead. You just there we go. Ah, we could have wished for anything. We finally had a wish and you blew it. This isn't fair. Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> so Lucian just looks over at Bobbit and says, huh, any wish granted by a Dow would be meaningless anyway. Still more than what you could have given us. <laughs> At least you could grant wishes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Zidhorn. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say anything. Good to see you. Well, I big guess the, you again? No. I know, no, it's it, me. Bubba, just, Bubba knows it's weird to try and explain. 
There's lots of fun sitting up in up in there. Lots of fun things to do. Did you have fun with uh, Moa? Did you have lots of uh, good, wholesome, truthful conversations? Moa's really nice. It's fun to sit. We have tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are we doing? Tea party in Elisander's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meanwhile in the head, just have Elisander going, oh wait, that means I have to talk to it now. It, it's fine. Hello, Moa, how are you? I do hope you intend on keeping the terms of that agreement with that fine Dao. Remember, they are honourable, if nothing else. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, shall we progress through this doorway? Yes, go ahead. Zinhorn, please make an athletics check. Use this dice, yeah? Uh, that is a... I'm plus athletics that is a fifteen. A fifteen, lovely. Um, so you groan and slide this stone door open, revealing the room on the other side. Just lining up all your tokens in this room. Bring the Scully boys. Yeah, the Scully boys. You want to bring the Scully boys along? Bobby could actually name them now. Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, the air here—yeah, oh, the air here reeks <laughs> of sulphur and brimstone. Oh. On the floor of this chamber, a pentagram traced in salt surrounds an ornate sarcophagus. Its lid covered with figurines of prancing frog-like humanoids. As you take this in, your gaze passes over to the other side of the pentagram, where a single skeleton stands, silently watching you. Much like the one you faced on the previous level, some force has warped his skull beyond recognition. The top of his skull magically elongated into the shape of a giant key. As you take in the room, cautious Obelaka in Zinhord's head says, oh, That salt pentagram looks like it could use more salt. Maybe after we <laughs> dispatch this skeleton, we should add more salt to it. Meanwhile, meanwhile in Onyx's head, reckless Wongo says, Ah, I don't care for the salt pentagram. Charge that skeleton and wreck the symbol while you're at it. Just see what happens. <laughs> I would like you all to roll mm. for initiative, please. Um, has it been an hour since we left the other, the yeah. um, two? Yeah, the, the faith. Yeah, yeah, it's been about an hour. So, so say I have five hours left. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, Onyx got fourteen. Uh, 22. Oh, Bobby is, so is so excited to be here. She rolled a 2 plus 3, so that's that's 5. Yep. <laughs> I still got higher than you with that 1, so that's 6. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just gonna sit here yep. and just look at the pentagram and go, ooh. So what did Onyx get? Uh, Onyx got a 14. 14? Okay, the skeleton champion. Oh, Zinhorn, what did you get? 22. 22? Okay, Zinhorn, you're up first. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just realised I have a scroll of gust of wind. You do. No. No. <laughs> what oh, God, I should never have given that to you. Well, even, even after I the skeleton... Well, even after the skeleton key is dispatched, there is this is still a tomb of one of the gods, so you will have to deal with that pentagram yeah. if you want to get to the sarcophagus. Yeah. I was more, I, Right now, I'm more annoyed that I don't have a suggestion again. So you're going to use, try Sorry. using it earlier today. Sorry, Sinhorn, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, I'm go with a Frostbite. Frostbite, yep, go ahead. Uh, he's going to make his save. Skeleton Champion makes his save, and that is... a 9. He does not make his save, which means he's at disadvantage for his next weapon attack. He is going to use his indomitable ability to re-roll and see if he gets better. And he got a six, so he still failed. <laughs> <laughs> and take six points of cold damage. Six points of cold damage. Cold air rushes through the room, buffeting the skeleton champion. And he, the mouth, the jaw of his giant key skull just chatters in chatters in discomfort it is now his how far turn. away how far away is he he is about from you 5 10 15 20 25 30 40 feet away uh, unfortunately too far for the vines so i might take a few steps forward and swing the vines at him yep so would you like to As... step into the pentagram just directly ahead towards him um no if i can slide along without side, going yep. the yeah. So, yep, so we'll go move into the same slot as Sir Lucian, as actually as Onyx. Go ahead and roll your vines. Uh, that is a 15. 15. That is unfortunately not a hit. Your vines swing and the axe clatters off the skeleton champion's rusty plate armor okay it is the skeleton I, yep i've got more movement i've moved back away from Move back total away. 35 so, yep. yeah move back along back to where you came from yes it is the skeleton champion's turn he rushes forwards and he is going to make a lunging Actually, no, he's not going to do that. He is going to rush towards Onyx, and he casts Blinding Smite. He then makes three multi-attacks. The first one is a 21 to hit. That is. So, Onyx, you take 11 points of slashing damage, and also... 12 points... With disadvantage? Ah, oh, yeah, with disadvantage. Sorry, I'll roll again. So that is not a hit with disadvantage. Okay, uh, that was 11 points. So that's some backup to yeah. what it was, okay. So yep. he makes his next multi-attack. That is a 19 to hit. I don't have much shield, so yes, that yep. hits. So you take 11 points of piercing damage. And oh, yes. 15 points of radiant damage. And yeah. you must make a con save, please. Oh, well. Uh, that is a 15. 
That is a 15. That is a failure. You are blinded until the blinding smite ends. Either by breaking the skeleton's concentration or by the spell ending after one minute. He then yep. makes his third multi-attack. That is a non-natural 20, so that is a hit. You yep. take 14 points of slashing damage. Okay. It is now uh, Onyx's... It is Onyx's turn. Uh, right. Uh, first question, is that sword that I made usable, or do I need to finish off... No, you can it? use it. You can use it. So, what are the stats for an adamantine greatsword? It's just a normal greatsword, but because it's made of adamantine, uh, it gets uh, guaranteed critical hits on inanimate objects. Okay. So a skeleton okay. would not count, but something like a nope. golem would. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast Hypnotic Pattern right in front of me. Yep. He's going to uh, make the save... That is a 14. That fails my spell save. Yeah, so the skeleton champion is immediately distracted by the flashing, waving lights that spill forth from your hands and linger in the air around him. He is charmed and unable to move. He is charmed and, yeah, incapacitated. It is yeah. Sir Lucian's turn. Sir Lucian... Reach it. So Lucian moves into the same spot as Onyx and swings with his sword. And you just broke the fucking. Okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> does that. You can't attack him? Well, you can, but as soon as you attack him, he's yeah. not pumped anymore. Yeah. So, so Lucian just looks around thinking what to do. He looks over at Onyx and instead he uses his second wind, bringing himself back up to full health and ends his turn. It is now Ava's turn. If we all want to, like, position ourselves... Yeah. ...to take him out in one go, Ava is going to... She has 50 feet. Let me measure this. Uh, so that's 5, 10, 15, 20, 5, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. Ava is going to fly around... So over here. To the opposite end of the room, outside the pentagram. Yeah, and she is going to ready an action to fire her bow at the skeleton champion uh, when everyone when it takes damage next. Very well. Alessandra, it is your turn. And I'll be right back. Is it? Oh, wow, I've already had that mix in the order. Okay, um... Hmm. Can I get to the skeleton champion without stepping onto the pentagram? Ah, uh, yes. Else in the way? Yes, you can move through... Move through everyone into Onyx's, <clears> um... I was going to say if I could go past and get, like, behind the skeleton yep. champion since he's not attacking. Yep. You squeeze and... through, making sure not to disturb the pentagram and stand behind the skeleton champion. Okay, and can I also hold an action to cast a spell when everyone else decides to attack? Yep. Okay, so what's... Yep. What, no, I'll ask you what spell you cast when you do your act, reaction. Okay. It, it is now Zinhorn's turn again. Um, well, Zinhorn is going to... 
make his way around the top side of the pentagram. Yep. And he's going to, I guess, get a um, frostbite ready. For frostbite ready, very well. Time. With that, it is the skeleton champion's turn. He is unable to act, transfixed by Onyx's hypnotic pattern. And it becomes Onyx's turn. Okay, so the only person that really needs to get into position is Sir Lucy, isn't it? Yep. Um, okay. Onyx. Can Onyx move through here? Yep. You move past Skeleton Champion and stand next to Alessander. Yep. And has everyone readied an action except Solution? Yeah, everyone's readied an action. So yes. Okay, Onyx is still blind, but is going to ready his action that as soon as Solution moves and takes a swing at the champion, he's going to take a swing with his uh, Warhammer, but yep. first he takes out his shield. Okay, very well. It is Sir Lucian's turn. Sir Lucian draws his sword and charges to the skeleton champion. It is flanked, he rolls with advantage, and gets a nat 20. And that's how you break the concentration on my blindness. Yeah. <laughs> deals... Uh, 32 points of slashing damage to the skeleton Jesus. champion. Skeleton champion needs to make a DC 22 concentration save. He fails. The blinding smite is broken. Onyx can see again. So Lucian is going to make his second attack, which is just a normal hit, and he deals 13 points of slashing damage. It is now... Onyx now uh, gets... Uh, Isn't it? I was going to say, it's now until everyone gets their reaction yeah, now, to hit him now, in right? Order, in order of when they took their reaction. Yeah, so yeah. Ava goes first. Okay. So she's flying, so... That is a 29. That is a hit. Roll the damage. Uh, that is 12 physical damage. Can she add the psychic damage on she, a reaction? Uh, yes, because it still counts as hitting someone. Yep, okay. And um, that's 3. So 12 physical... And three psychic. Nice. It is. Uh, it is now Zinhorn's turn. Uh, sorry, sorry, Alessandra's turn to make her reaction. Okay, I'm using my reaction to cast inflict wounds upon him. Ooh, nice. And since I'm behind, I get advantage to hit. I believe. Yes, you do. That's a twenty-three to hit. That is a hit. Roll your damage. And because I oh, I rolled up the damage while I was while I was waiting because it was like sixty ten worth of necrotic damage. And yep. basically just going to slug him directly in the back for thirty nine points of necrotic damage. You oh. strike him with the palm of your hand. Magic <laughs> you just hear, yeah, you just hear Bobbit yell out, "Your face explode!" Necrotic damage surges through him. Ah, uh, and several of his bones turn putrid black. After Alessandra makes her reaction, her three skeleton servants rush into yeah. the room and ready their short bows, each of them firing at him. I forgot about those guys. 
One of them hits and Yay. deals six points of piercing damage. This now so looks over to the group and goes, whichever one hit him, your name is Rattles now. Yeah, Rattles. <laughs> Zinhorn, Rattle you may make <laughs> you may make your reaction. Uh, so the frostbite goes off. Yep. And it was uh, needs to roll for uh, con and yep. he's going to eight. roll con. That is twenty-two. So he doesn't have disadvantage, but he still takes eight points of cold eight damage. Eight points of damage. Yeah, he's looking quite beaten up at this point. Okay, Onyx, make your reaction. <clears throat> Sorry, math or fruit. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. 23 to hit. That is a hit. Roll your damage. <laughs> Woo, max damage, 12. 12. <laughs> nice. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it I is... literally took a massive amount of food. Yeah. Without thinking that I'm next. Fuck. It, it is now <laughs> Alessander's actual turn. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm, I'm right here, so, you know. Eldritch Blast is fine. How's Go he looking ahead. anyway? He's looking quite he's beaten up. He, he cool. took a <laughs> fair beating from that. That was good strategy. <laughs> Unlocking this, this new spell. I feel, I feel so sorry for this poor bastard. I mean, the last time he fought us, we basically castrated him before he got a chance to do anything, and now we're just absolutely wailing on him. But um, <laughs> that is a 25 and a non-nat 20 to hit on both blasts. Yeah, those are hits. Okay. Uh, the first one's going to be 8 points force damage, and the second one is max at 15 points of force damage. Boom! You blast him, he hits the ground, and as his skull topples off the rest of his body, the jaw laughs. <laughs> Until we meet again! And the body <laughs> fades away. But we're just her. Gets into like a star pose, holds the star pose, and goes, Woohoo! 2 0! <laughs> Combat is over. And I'm immediately going to use my. Um, Second wind. Yeah, <laughs> probably a good idea. That's right. He actually had a decent hit on you, didn't he? He did. He got a very good uh, hit on me. Who wants this skull key? Hmm? I mean, you've got the bag of holding. Yep. You pick up the skeleton. Uh, about I, that. I literally it just with bones. It's it's full of bones now. Okay, so someone has to actually carry it. Um, what? A bag Hang of bones. On. We still have we still have two more bags of holding, don't we? Yeah. Because Alessandra's currently got Alessandra's currently got her bag of bones by Stephen King. <laughs> hey, I mean we have Bob's bag of holding, and didn't Ava have one? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh shit, does she? Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah we grab one know. from we grab one from. When we fought, yeah, you know, wherever the hell the kobolds came from. Remember, we walked, we, st we snuck into the dwarven vault room and nicked yes, the bag of holding. Yes, there was one in there, yeah. yeah. In Wormheart. Oh, yeah, oh, here it is. Get a bag of holding. Yeah, you get a bag of holding. Yeah, everybody has a bag of holding. Kitty's items are over like five different areas. Yeah, I've so, noticed that. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure she hasn't even got one bag of holding full. I, I noticed but, uh, no, good, that. No. You, I, I noticed yeah. that and I was like, I was surprised because I expected what? her sheet to be meticulously organized. Um, uh, okay, so skeleton key. Yep. Yeah, skull key. So you got two of them now. Well, um, I, I, look, I'm not going to lie, once we get out of here and I can get back to like Mesra or somewhere, I've got like 23 slots 
solely for books that I picked up from there that I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> as, That's as, where most of my inventory is coming from. As Ava picks up the skeleton key and deposits it, deposits it within her bag of holding, I'd like Ava to make a religion check, please. Okay. Oh. Uh, that is an 18. She hears Mudmore's voice in her mind, and he is saying, Beware, Oracle. I sense the stench of the outer planes around you. You are not the only ones imprisoned here. Oh? Okay. Ava imparts this to the rest of the group. So, was that Genie the outer planes or the astral plane? It was still the outer planes. So, yeah, okay. uh, so the, the outer planes is the elemental planes the alignment planes yeah yeah the elemental planes and the alignment planes are the outer planes so it could be the nine house could be the abyss it could be an elemental oh, okay. plane it could be the um plane of chaos so all the fun places basically yeah the pentagrams just... have the same symbolism in forgotten realms as they do in real life uh, probably. Yeah, you can guess that it's either you can guess that it potentially may be a summoning circle or maybe even a circle designed to entrap something. Oh. Um, Is there any symbols on the on the sarcophagus? Ah, uh, make a perception check, please. Somebody else, please, because I, I mean, I'll still do it, but yeah, no, that's a six. I can't see. Hey, we'll try. Go ahead. That is a 24. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ava flaps her wings, hovers above the rest of you, and stares at the sarcophagus, and points out that the lid is covered with figurines of prancing frog-like humanoids. Inside her head, Papa Zottel says, Ha! It is Nang Nang. God of the Grung, send someone to release him so that we can have him serve us. Okay. Mang Mang. Wait. This is. Oh, oh shit! No, no, I think I know what's going on here. Aserak set this up so it would keep him entrapped, and then he basically took Nang Nang's place. That's why all those other Grungs were technically serving Aserak. You figured it out. <laughs> you figured out why those grungs were serving Aserak. Because Aserak has yes, all yes. has all of the nine gods entombed within his dungeon, therefore is able to pose as any one of them. So basically so would this salt trap essentially be what's keeping Nang Nang here so he could pose as Nang Nang, or am I looking way it too easily be. into this? It may ah, be. Don't do that. Um However, it could simply be that it could simply be that the fact that Nang Nang is entombed here is enough for Aserak to have dominion over him. No, mm. I, I, oh, all I, the other I, gods I, have been dead. Yeah, all the other gods have been dead, so there wasn't any, you know, magic required to only, entrap them. Only a jewel can tame the frog. What does it mean by jewel? Yeah, what does it mean by jewel? Don't say that or I... There's only a jewel. So you know that the stench of something extra planar exists in this room. Uh, and do not have a look around the room and just see if there's anything out of the ordinary? Yes, Zinhorn, you may make a perception can, check. 
Can I hold my gem of seeing up? You can hold your gem of seeing Ooh, up. Yes. Uh, passive's higher at 19. Yeah, Zinhorn, you look around and the only thing of note in this room is the large pentagram and the sarcophagus. Though you do notice along the northern wall the entrance to a crawl space. And based on your understanding of this level of the tomb, it likely leads into the false tomb. Hmm. So, Onyx, you are activating the Gem of True Seeing? You yeah, yeah. You pull out the gem, hold it aloft, and rub it to activate it. It begins to glow, and ethereal light fills the, ro- fills the room, revealing that prancing around the sarcophagus inside the pentagram is a grey slard impatiently oh circling the sarcophagus, invisible, seeming s- groaning and straining as it tries to get to you, but clearly unable to move out of the pentagram. Oh, um, that's bad. Slightly meta, but the answer won't give any clue to the other guys. Is this the creature that comes in three different colour varieties? Yes, and they are controlled by a control gem. And that's what that means. So... No, no, we're, we're coming back to this. We're, we're, we're coming yeah. back to this. <laughs> we're, we're, mm. we're not you just see, the grey slot. You just see the huge, vaguely reptilian humanoid impatiently <laughs> prancing around, circling um, the sarcophagus, angrily really looking at each <laughs> of you, trying, looking as if it desperately wants to get to you to tear you asunder, but is unable to. And the problem here is the only person who sees it is the one who can't Can't tell us that it's there. Onyx is going to back up to about here. Yep. And then do that bowing thing and hand motion to, like, invite people in. Ah, yes. Group group huddle? Yep, group. You're you're calling it. No, no, no. Like, you know the thing where... People bow and go, you first, like their arm goes ah, in front yes. of their face down you're and gesturing out. towards <laughs> you're gesturing but I have up first. Yeah. Zinhorn's overlooking at the other pathway, so he's not paying attention. <laughs> I'm hmm. Hmm. What would you like to do? Can Zinhorn see anything down this little way or um... It's quite dark in there, Zinhorn. Although you do see a couple of feet down the crawl space, some sort of red liquid uh, just sitting still in a static puddle at the bottom of the crawl space. Like a puddle? Yes. Can Zinhorn light his uh, flame sword and sort of put it into the alleyway? Yep. Is anything? You stick your flame sword into the crawl space and you determine that about halfway down the crawl space submerges into the red liquid, which you quickly determine is wine. Okay, so it's like. Yeah. Okay, so it becomes more than just a puddle. It's like filling the room down there. Yeah. 
This is likely where the wine is stored that would flood into the fake tomb if you had activated its trap. Uh, did we see any gems anywhere? You have not seen anything that, in your understanding, would be a Slard's control gem. Mm-hmm. I pull out my shield and take a greater healing potion. Greater healing potion. Yep. Drink a greater healing I, potion. Yep. I need it anyway. <laughs> Would Zimphorn mm. know, like, the creatures, his water creatures, wouldn't be able to breathe in the wine, would they? No. Wine, wine doesn't count as water, so water breathing doesn't count. 44 plus 4. What's that? That's 3, 4, 3, and 1. And the, does the wine go all the way to the roof, or...? Um, you can guess that it does from what you can see, but without actually going into the crawl space, you can't see much else. And would like, would it be easy for Zinhorn to make his way in, or...? You could go in if you want, but from what you can tell, you suspect that all this crawl space does is lead into the fake tomb, and that there may not be anything of use in there. Um, and there wasn't anything in that, like the last tomb we were in with the, like all the treasure and stuff in... No, there was uh, no uh, gems. Uh, I, looked in, I looked in the sarcophagus yeah. and... Yeah, it's entirely okay. possible the control gem may not be on this level. I mean, at least the traps aren't going to get reset now, so yeah. coming yeah, back yeah. to our previous level okay. isn't a um, death sentence anymore. Well, didn't we, didn't we look, no, we didn't, weren't looking specifically for a gem, though. You mm-hmm. recognise that this must be the trap referred to in the records as Slard Circle. Uh, yeah. Well, Onyx does, because no one else knows the Slard is there. I mean, you could, like, draw it on the draw the name on the floor or something. <laughs> I mean, he's telling someone else to go in first, so... Yeah, he doesn't really care about wanting <laughs> the others. He just doesn't I've want been... to go in it himself. Is anyone else following his gesture of going in whilst I've been distracted? Well, you see that he held up the Gem of True Seeing, and whatever he saw made him move far away from the circle... And then pull out my shield as, and yeah. take a potion and then gesture. Yeah, as if he as if he has no interest himself of entering the circle, indicating that he must have seen something dangerous. So if he sees something dangerous, he's telling us to go in. Why would any of us go in there? Exactly. So <laughs> either way, I might take one of my basic healing potions. Yep. <laughs> Keep in mind that fighting the Grey Slard is an option if you can't find its control gem. Yeah, but not saying anything. <laughs> and you can't say anything. <laughs> I mean, in you know, you know, in Onyx's head, Wongo is saying, "Oh, that's wiped the grin off that monster's face." Ah. Mm. 
Well, I mean, that should be enough seeing as all the gods can hear each other. Yeah. So, two other people will fail. Three yeah. other people now. Yeah, you just yeah. hear Wongo, you just hear Wongo say, ha 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 ha. Never mind, the control gem just dominated with force! <laughs> and, yeah, the, the gods whisper amongst themselves until everyone in the room is aware that what is entrapped within the circle is a slard. Uh, that's bad. Furthermore, the slard is invisible and only Onyx can see it. So even if we release it from its hold, it's still going to be invisible? Unless someone dispels its invisibility, yes. Oh, God. And then when he can do that, he's Ava. Yep. Yeah. Can I dispel um, its control? Uh... Well, you don't know exactly... Well, without its control gem, it would probably be very difficult to dispel its control, and also you don't know if it's actually being controlled, or if it's just been lured here and trapped. Yeah, knowing Asterix, it's probably more likely it just got dropped in here and basically just left as a free-range sort of deal. Can Ava do a nature check to see if well, as an extra... Oh, she can't see how it's acting. God yeah. As an extra planner creature, an arcana check will be required to glean any information about it. Oh, I mean, I can do that. If you could see it. <laughs> oh, well, well you yes, can, that you can, probably help. You can make an arcana check to get some general knowledge about slards, but if you want to determine mm -hmm. if there's anything from how it's moving, like... Whether it's trapped here or under control, you need to be able uh, to see it. Ava will spell magic and get rid yep. of the invisibility. Ava casts Dispel Magic. And as she casts Dispel Magic, a huge grey reptilian humanoid materialises in the middle of the room. Casting Dispel Magic has also dispelled the magic in the pentagram. Oh, Please oh, roll oh. for initiative. Hooray, we're doomed! <laughs> At least this time oh, I've still got my shield. I have rolled a two three times on initiative today. Wait, what's the wording of Dispel Magic? Or does it say in the module that Dispel Magic does yeah, it? Yeah, Dispel Magic will... Any Dispel Magic cast in this room will also destroy oh. the pentagram. That just... Uh, look, I'm gonna go with what you say. That's fine. Um, but it just... <laughs> completely d contradicts the actual wording of Dispel Magic. Okay, whatever. Let me, let me actually read Dispel Magic. Because um, Dispel Magic is choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Ah, uh, yes, but... But if if the module says that it does everything in the range, well, then I'm going to I'm gonna respect that. What the module I'm says is that the... the <laughs> what the module says is that the slard is bound to the pentagram, so any magical oh. effect cast on either one will affect the other. Okay, no, that's oh. fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'll respect what the module says, I'm just bitching yeah. about the wording. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. But it's Aserak. You could consider Aserak powerful enough that he could tweak, you know, <gasps> the wording of spells. He does. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What... Aserak is a dick. So, what uh, did... Okay, um. Uh, oh. Okay, Ava got nine, um, and Onyx got 
three. Onyx got three. Okay, Zinhorn and uh, Alessandra. That is a uh, 26. 26. I got, uh, I got another five. I have not rolled higher than like six today on my initiatives. I'm going to go take a nap while everyone else Ooh. does their shit. Well, that's a 27 for the grey slot, so it gets to go first. <laughs> that's literally the best I can do without getting a nat 20. The slot. <laughs> oh, well, at least now if we die or beat it, I can actually look up at stats without metagaming. The slot yeah, roars. And it raises its hand and hurls a fireball at Alessander, Ava, and Sir Counterspell! Counterspell! You're gonna counterspell? Very well. Uh, you immediately counterspell that as a reaction. The flames fizzle out. The Grey Slard roars and in anger, charges towards Alessander. It is Zinhorn's you know, I turn. I saw this coming in, yet I'm still scared. <laughs> oh well, it's the end of me. So, Zinhorn is going to. Oh, going to change what his plan was. He is going to. Where is the stats? Where is it? Where are you? Uh, going to start. Charging towards the uh, Grace Lard. Yep. And part way through, he's just going to start roaring and transform into Rhino. Rhino Horn is back. Rhino Horn charges across the pentagram towards the Grace Lard. And uh, so going to roll for the attack is a unnatural 20 to hit. Yep. That is a hit. Roll your damage. Alright, uh, so 4d8. 8 and 6 is 14 and 5 is 19 and 1 is 20 plus the fire. So that is 25 points of damage. Ooh, nice. And needs to make a DC 15 strength save or is knocked prone. The slard roars. <laughs> And he rolls a 21 on his strength save, managing to remain on his feet. And that's my movement, my bonus action, and my action, so that's it. Yep, it is now uh, Sir Lucian's turn. Sir Lucian steps forward, he raises his sword, and on his first blow he is unable to hit. He goes again. And manages to hit, dealing 11 points of slashing damage. And he's going to attempt to use goading attack. He rolls to hit again. He hits, deals another 14 points of piercing damage. And the slard must make a wisdom save. It rolls a 4 and fails. And now rolls a disadvantage if it attacks anyone other than Sir Lucian. Hey. It is now, uh, I believe, uh, Ava's turn. Uh, Ava is going to use this turn to disengage. Yep. And get to the other side of the room. So, yep. uh, so it's five feet from disengage. Five, ten, 
15, 20, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. She's going to be up here. Fly right to the northern, northern side of the room. Uh, and that's an action, so that's... Yep, that's her turn done. Uh, Alessander. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what to do with this thing, especially since it seems hell-bent on beating the snot out of me. Ah... Uh, what the hell, I'm going to use my last uh, spell slot for Armor of Agathus. That's <laughs> probably a good idea. Impression. This is about to hurt. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Okay. <laughs> Just, yeah. You cast Armor of Agathus and feel the dark energy swirl around you. Onyx, it is your turn. Okay, so with my shield up that I already had out, I'm going to grab my Obsidian Short Sword. Instead of my Warhammer, because any random crits would be nice right now. Um, and I'm going to uh, bonus action summon my shadow up here. Yep. Surrounding the grey slard. Yep. And I'm going to run here. Yep. It's now flanked. Yep. Uh, and then using my action, I'm going to try and hit it with my obsidian short sword. Go ahead. Roll to hit it. Uh, and it's advantage because it it's flanked. completely surrounded. Uh, unfortunately, not a crit, but whatever. Uh, so that is uh, 15 plus 9. Uh, 24. Yep, 15. Yep, that is a hit. Roll your damage. Uh, D6. Come on, max damage. Uh, that is 8 physical damage. Yep. Uh, oh, it's a plus 1 sword, so that's actually 9, because uh, I forgot to add the plus 1. Um, and then I'm going to... Caused my echo to attack it. Yep, go ahead. Uh, oh god, that's an 18. 18, that is a hit. Roll your damage. Oh, good. Uh, that is a 7. A 7, yep. Yep. Uh, and then I'm going to action surge. Yep. And try to hit this bitch again. Uh, oh, that was two 18s, plus nine, so 27. 27, that's a hit. One away from the 19, which would have been a crit. Uh, oh, that was max damage. That is 11 damage. Nice. And I'm going to cause my shadow to use his last ability and hit him. Does he get the extra critical? Uh, no. No, damn it! He uh, just attacks as normal. 28. Nice. He rolled the 19. God damn it. It is. Uh, that's 9 damage. Nice. The Grey Slard oh. is looking a bit hurt. He's looking around. He's roaring in rage. It's his turn. And then, as a bonus, my second bonus action, I'm going to cast Stone Aegis on myself. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. The Grey Slard looks around. He reaches out his claw as if he's about to strike. 
Alessandro, Alessandra, and then Lucian clears his throat. <clears throat> so instead, <laughs> the Grey Slard uses his at-will ability oh, to make himself invisible. Uh, and then... Oh, I've still got my orb on there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you can still see him. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, so everyone e- except Onyx does not get an attack of opportunity because he's invisible. As he moves away, mm. roaring. Uh, so Onyx, you get an attack of opportunity as he runs past you. Uh, what way does he run? Because one way will give me uh, advantage, one way won't. He's running this way. Okay, so that's no opportunity. That's no advantage. Uh, that, however, was a 19. Plus 19. Nine. Yeah, that's a hit. So roll your damage. Okay, so that's... Okay, so... Uh, so that's a... So does it actually count as a crit, or is it a normal damage plus an extra 2d6? It doesn't count as a crit, it's just extra okay, damage cool. so on a 19. The original damage is... 8, and then another 2d6. You see blue-coloured blood spray out from thin air as thin air as swing at the grey slard, and you can hear his roars as he runs around the room. And that's twelve damage altogether. So that's still better than nothing. He materializes on the opposite end of the room, in front of Ava, and then hurls a fireball right here between everybody. I need Onyx, Zinhorn, and Alessander to make deck saves, please. (laughs) And I can't even kind of spell this one. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna make a deck save for my shadow as well because he gets you know, I'm not. I'm not using panda dice no. today. I, I believe it's betrayed me for the last time. So Lucian uh, oh, has oh, yes, unnatural twenty. Well, yeah, well that's fast. So Lucian failed. has failed. He's going to use his indomitable, and on his second roll, he passes. How did Zinhorn go? Yeah. Uh, that is an 11. Okay, so Zinhorn and Alessander are taking full damage. So this is 31 points of fire damage to Zinhorn and Alessander. So that's 15. And yeah, it's technically only 11 to me because I yeah. still had 20 extra hit points. Yes, you did. And Onyx, his shadow, and Sir Lucian take uh, 15 points of fire damage. Okay, my shadow disappears because it only yep. has um, it's one health. It's linked out of existence. It is now Zinhorn's turn. Zinhorn, looking a bit charred up in his rhino form, not happy at all, turns around and full charge. Straight back at it. Straight back Ooh. at it. <sighs> Bam! Go ahead, roll to hit him. Uh, that is a 19 plus 7, so 26. That is a hit. Roll your damage. And then that's 4d8. Is 6 and 7 is 13, 14, uh, 21, 26 points of damage. Ooh, nice. And he's going to roll. He's going to roll his strength save. And that is a 5. The Grey Slard roars as you knock him off his feet. And the room trembles as his great 
form falls prone. And then you just see the uh, the vines coming out from either side, grab hold of the battle axe from above the rider, and then comes ch- uh, crashing down on top of... Yep. Rolling form. with advantage, because he is prone. And it is... Uh, 16 plus 4, so it's a dirty 20. That is a hit. You may roll the damage. And a d10... is 9 points of uh, damage there. Points of damage. Very well. It is Ava's turn. Ava is going to withdraw her swords and scimitar. Yep. And is just going to whack a bitch. Go ahead. Cut him. Uh, <laughs> sword first. She gets advantage because he's... Uh, yes, he's flanked. Uh, he's so prone. Yep. 20, 28 to hit. That's a hit. Roll the damage. Uh, short sword gets... Uh, 11 damage from the Sword Sword, plus the Psychic. She uses her bonus action to make it a Favoured Foe. The Psychic was 4 damage. Uh, Favoured Foe, do I get the damage on the first hit? Yes, you do. We'll just say you used your bonus action before you attacked. Well, I need to hit, and then I can use the bonus action. So on your next attack, you get it. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Okay, so that was all the first attack. Second attack... It was a 24. That's with a hit. The flames scimitar. Yep. Which is D6, which was 5 plus 4. So 10 physical. Yep. It's a D4 for the flame. Yes, it is. Uh, 4 for flame damage. Yep. So actually 2, because he's resistant to fire. Fair enough. Uh, and then makes 3 sense. for the favored foe. Yep. Um, and then she's going to make her extra attack. With the sword sword. Uh, which, uh, was only a 16. Just the, yeah, it doesn't hit, but just the same, the grey slard roaring, groaning on the floor appears to be quite bloodied. His scales have been torn off and he's covered, pockmarked with slashes of pale blue blood. It is... And then, um... Yep. He's prone, so he would attack with disadvantage if she tried to fly away, wouldn't he? Yes, he would. Uh, she's going to try and fly to the uh, left side of the room. Yep. As she flies, he reaches out, flailing his claws with disadvantage. So that is going to be, let's see, uh, a 17 and a 9. So he's unable to grab her as she flies away. Even the high end missed. Woo. Yes. <laughs> Before Alessandra's turn begins, her three skeletons rush over. To the grey slab ah, surrounding yeah, him. Yeah, run on, boys! <laughs> and two of them are able to hit with their short swords, <laughs> dealing 13 points of slashing damage. Right, so the, the one yeah. that missed is obviously the archer and needs to stay away and <laughs> yes. focus on his strengths. <laughs> it I'm is. Gonna him, I'm gonna call him Carl. Carl. Yeah. <laughs> what a job! It is now Alessandra's turn. Okay, so how badly beat up does this thing look? He's looking, he's looking quite severely bloodied at this point. Okay. I was considering going for the were-tiger fall, but it seems like everyone's kind of shit-stomped all over this poor bastard. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'm out of spell. I'm out of my usual spell slots. Hmm. 
Is it possible I could just go for something fun instead? If you like. Cool, cool. Um, I want to cast Catapult on something. Okay, what would you like to catapult? Just a random piece of debris off the floor? Yeah, that's where we'll go with that. Is there a nice looking, like, rock or something lying around? Yeah, you can see chunks of debris littering the floor. You could even fling one of the bones. So you got a skull in your bag? Oh yeah, I have like bones of plenty, so screw it, I'll get like a skull out of something. Yep, then fling it at, catapult it at the uh, Grey Slard, go ahead. He's going to roll his deck save with disadvantage. Yeah, because he's on the ground, so he can't do shit. That is a seven. No. That's a no. No, you fail. You fail big time. So the skull is obviously going to shatter immediately on contact with him. However, let's see, first level, I'm firing this at fourth. So that's going to be... So that's going to be 68 worth of bludgeoning damage as this oh, thing flies yeah, into him. Go ahead, roll it. So I'm, I'm just going to... I'm just going to do this in the thing because... So it's 68. Boom. 34 points of bludgeoning damage as this skull mm. just here, yeah. on the other side of the room, just pulls a skull and just goes, Fire! And just swings <laughs> this thing across the room. The skull rockets across the room like a bullet, slamming down on the slard's face, cutting him off mid-roar. Ah! <laughs> With that, he falls limp, and his body coalesces into a cloud of black smoke. That quickly <laughs> dissipates. Ah, <laughs> uh, the best goofy shit's the stuff that gets things done. Oh. So you guys Ooh. were all afraid of him. A grey slard is CR nine, meaning it is a normal difficulty encounter. Okay, in my for defense, your party. a giant invisible demon inside a pentagram should be enough to worry anyone. Yeah. Regardless in my of defense, level, a grey slard is the strongest of the four types of slards. It is, but. Oh, wow. It is, but it is still just a normal difficulty no encounter for a ninth out. level party, yeah. So, no match for a run on his vines. <laughs> or, or, or just a magically enhanced fucking golf ball of a skull. Yeah. That, was, that was great, I'm so happy that that actually fucking worked. So with that, combat is over, leaving the sarcophagus unguarded. Who wants Nang Nang? Uh... I'm not going to lie, I kind of do just because it's name. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, open it first. Well, you got to open it first and see yeah, what yeah, item it is in there. Yeah. Yeah, just yep. have Bobbit go and talk to the skeletons going, good job, Brattles, good job, Carl. Looks at the third one and goes, you could be Skittles. <laughs> Rattles, Skittles, and Carl. There's your names for the skeletons. They just look mm. at you, their bones rattling, and then they slowly salute you again. Yay! I'm kind of oh, <laughs> Oh no. I'm not looking forward to whatever Nang Nang makes people do. Oh, this is going to be fun. He's the one that stole the spear. Yep. That's going to be lots of fun. Might be good. Doesn't might be well suited one. to Wongo, though. So make an <laughs> athletics check to open the sarcophagus, please. Okay. Uh, that. Ooh, that's actually really good. That's a 23. <laughs> But to be fair, Lucian's the other one who doesn't have anything that's yet. True, so. That's true, that's well, true. We'll see what the item is first. See what the item is first. Out of everyone, so Lucian's probably the one who doesn't need one because he's, you know, just so hard to damage, so... True, um, but he can have at least one because we know yeah, there's an yeah. item. Yeah. One needs a friend. 
Well, yeah, he, he, can, friends. he can have the last one he would get. So, oh, wow. oh, oh, that sounds harsh. Just, eh, give him whatever the fuck's left. You, you lift <laughs> the lid of the sarcophagus and push it aside. Within is a varnished clay urn containing the skull and bones of a grung, as well as a number of valuables. Inside, you see... Most of the valuables are just generic trinkets, though you see two things of note. A potion of supreme healing sitting next to the urn of bones. Mm -hmm. And uh, make an arcana check, please. uh, It's it's Try. I've got a plus zero. That's six. Six. uh, uh, What appears to be a large uh, glass sphere with a milky white uh, milky white smoke swirling around within oh i could you want to as well oh. <laughs> i was gonna say you don't know what it is though so do you want uh, someone else to check it for it and this time in a less sarcastic way do the whole inviting motion yeah so to Looking at, looking at Alessandra. Oh, Bobbit. Yeah, so Bobbit slash Alessandra approaches. Make an arcana mm-hmm. check, please. That is a 25. What did Bobbit find? It is a pearl of power. Oh. Requires attunement by a spellcaster. While this pearl oh. is on your person, you can use an action to speak its command word and regain one expended spell slot. If the expended slot was a fourth level or higher, the new slot is third level. Once you've used the pearl, oh. can't be used again until the next dawn. Although, that said, with a warlock attunes to it, that third level spell slot will then scale up to whatever the warlock's maximum spell level is. So, is the pearl the spear? Yeah. Okay, okay. No, I'm, I'm, just guessing, the, half a second I'm guessing yeah. the supreme potion is just a supreme healing potion. Yeah, it's just a potion of supreme healing. I mean, but someone's definitely taken that because that's going to be useful as hell. But Zimon oh, still has his one. Yeah, I still have yeah. one. Same here. So who would uh, like a I second would, one? I, I would say either Lucian or me because we're the frontliners. Yeah, yeah so you go ahead. Sense. When you um, open the sarcophagus, you go ahead. And yeah, take that it. one's yours. Okay, cool. So, Zinhorn is also a frontliner, but he can't take potions as an animal. Yes, and I, I also have animal health. Yes. Yeah. Sure. So he has like a whole extra health bar to work with. God damn it, why is there so much good shit I want to attune to in this fucking dungeon? <laughs> That's There's the point. So much stuff. <laughs> so the if it was you said if it was above fourth level it would just become yeah, third, it, yes. Unless you're a yeah. warlock, in which case it scales up. No. Okay. That would be useful. Oh, I believe that would be useful for literally almost yeah, everyone in the population. Yeah, everyone except Sir Lucian. Lucian, so he doesn't get it either anyway. But for everyone else, this is for everyone else. This is this is by God the power. Yes, because everyone mm. is a spellcaster except Lucian. So we uh, said it was. Yes. Hey, this must be the spear that he stole from the um the, um, like that. The Kamadan. Yeah. Yeah, Shigambi. Uh, Does anyone have No one has Shigambi. No, no one has Shigambi. No, we haven't yeah, found cool. Shigambi. We don't have Shigambi. We don't have Shigambi. No. Oh, but does that mean Shigambi's a crafter? Oh. 
So <laughs> I'm knowing that to check this. knowing <laughs> that Shigambi and Nang Nang are enemies, whoever takes Nang Nang won't be able to get Shigambi. And you can only have two, so you've already got yeah, one. Whoever, yeah, whoever takes this, this is a max. Max it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I do have a short sword that I've only just started using. Fucking crap. Um, you know, I give my short sword to someone else to use. Oh, I mean, Ava would use it because she uses short swords. Yeah, but I can give it to someone else, even yeah. though it's linked to yeah. a god. Yeah, the, the items themselves are don't actually contain the spirits, it's just when you pick okay. the item up. Yeah, so, so we can pass that we can swap the items yeah, around after. You can swap the items bad. around. So um Zinhorn wants to um ask how his uh, friend feels about Neng Neng. Hmm in your head, Obalaka says, Hmm I wouldn't allow him anywhere near our head. He only thinks of himself and won't share anything. Oh, oh shit! Oh, now the question is, do I double down or not? <laughs> I mean, I mean, this could be just as dangerous for me as it is for you. Not gonna lie. Of the oh of wait, the, she Nang Nang is female. Oh. Of the friends that we have found, is there any that uh, Nang Nang is better suited to be paired up with? <laughs> you hear. You hear Obalaka just say, mm, perhaps put her with someone like-minded, that, 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 unprepared brute Wongo, just keep her away from us. Do we hear any reply from Wongo? Yeah, what's Wongo saying about this? <laughs> Wongo just says, I welcome a challenge. The wench Nang Nang thinks she can raise more chaos than I. Challenge oh accepted. How, how does how does Moa feel, feel about it? Moa is just saying, "Hmm, I would start to regard Onyx with some level of suspicion if he is the <laughs> one who Nang Nang inhabits." Uh, would, actually, would Moa Moa might actually be a decent pairing mm. for it? Because yes. It may, like, Neng Neng may involve us wanting to take things, but Moa is also going to be one to go, yeah, but you have to be honest about it as well. You can't just lie to the group about stuff. Yeah, you have to be honest about being selfish. Um, is the spear a plus one weapon or no? Well, there no, is... just a magic yeah, item. Yeah, it's magic, no spear. Spell. The spear in the, the spear in the story is most likely symbolic. Oh, I thought you said there was a spear. No, sphere. No, no, no. Yes, oh, a sphere. Sphere, yes, yeah, sphere. Yeah. As in a circle. Oh, I've suddenly lost a round thing, thing. Yeah. not a pointy thing. I've suddenly lost a lot of interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the spear was done by I, um, yeah. Gambi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like this would be good for Bobbitt. And then I'll take Shigambi. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. oh, well, we can really on the enemies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would, I would probably happily drop the stuff of the python just to use this freaking thing because this would be a boon for spell slots. Yeah, because yeah. you, you okay. you've got some plus, powerful spells. Plus, and this is just as a fun one. Bobbit has pretended to be a priestess of, of Nang Nang, Nang, Nang before. before. Yes, so this could be fun. <laughs> that, I, I'm not gonna lie. That's why I was so confused at the beginning when yeah. I said uh, so the okay. spear. Yeah, no, no, no. I was like spear. Because yeah. I thought it was 
spear. Fair enough. Around thing, not a point. Loma lips past the guns. So he's hoping for nothing bad to happen as Bobbit yep. takes the pearl of power. So yep. as you touch the pearl, a tendril of slime rises from its surface and transforms Aww. into a frog-like head that bobs towards you. A croaking voice sounds out in your mind. Nang Nang will help you now. Hi, Nang Nang. You are now possessed by Nang Nang. Nang Nang the Rung is selfish and cruel. While inhabited Mm -hmm. by Nang Nang, you gain the following flaw. I won't share with others. While inhabited Mm -hmm. by Nang Nang, you can move up, down, and across vertical surfaces and upside down along ceilings while leaving your hands free. You gain a climbing speed equal to your walking speed. Oh, hell yes! That's pretty so cool. It's basically spider climb without needing to cast spider climb. Yep, oh, so here is Nang Nang's car. That is awesome. Also, I'm now annoyed because I had spider climb just in case of... I can turn invisible and run up walls. This is a terrifying notion. <laughs> as Nang Nang... Oh as, my god! As you are the ghost in the house! <laughs> as Nang Nang inhabits your, your head, you just hear Moa say, Now... Not that I agree with selfishness, but please, if you plan on uh, double-crossing or backstabbing any of us, please be open about it. <laughs> Nang Nang says, Nang Nang says, Ah, Nang Nang can deal with that. So long as Nang Nang gets all of the loot for herself. And Bobbit's are like, hmm, I'm gonna have to make more room. Can Bobbit borrow, can Bobbit borrow someone's bag of holding? Bobbit's is full. <laughs> <laughs> I also would like to point out there's some real fun irony in having two spirits, one being kind and honest, the other one being selfish and cruel. Seems like duality is the theme of the day with Bobbit and Alessandra yeah, at the moment. And, and <laughs> if Onyx takes Shigambi, you will have both of the enemies. You have both awesome. opposing pairs, so... <laughs> This is awesome. I love it that, that Bobbit now has Bobbit, Alessandra, Nang Nang, and Moa all in the yeah. one head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can just hear Alessandra in the background going, Why? I just want five minutes of peace. Is that so much? So, with that, you have liberated both of the gods on this level, and you have obtained the skeleton key. It looks like if you were ready, you can proceed on to level three. Uh. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've done everything except the wine room. Yeah. I don't think we need to do the wine room. We, you... we, we can always come back to it, I suppose, if we yeah, do. Yeah, if you want to. I propose a short rest, though, because I burnt all of my spell slots the last few minutes. Yep, well, yeah. I totally want a long, long rest so that I can get speak again. Yep, well, <laughs> you know where you can you know where you can rest safely, so... That is true. Would you like to Everybody make to the staff room? <laughs> you make your way, you make your way back out uh, through the uh, bone-ridden tomb of Papa Zottle, past the past the metal door, which, as you leave, slowly swings shut behind you as the two zombies are released from their alcove. You make your way into the dimly lit staff only area past the walls decorated with humanoid skulls and bones and into Wither's office where you have a long rest 
Finhorn um, wants to, before he does, since he only needs four hours instead of the six, uh, the eight. Yep. He's going to, before we start, summon an Earth Elemental. Yep. And whilst it's, it's going to be firstly a guard, and secondly, he's going to uh, inspect it a bit more, have a bit more of a look around it, check on it. Yeah. Like, inspect it, basically, the properties of it and... Of the Earth Elemental. Uh, of the Earth Elemental, yeah. Just, uh, yep, just study it. Uh, Bobbitt will also have the uh, skeleton guards literally on guard. But yep. um, can I unattune from the Python stuff and go immediately for the uh, Pearl, Pearl of power? power? Yes, you may. I mean, don't get me wrong, the stuff, the Python stuff's useful and all, but if I have to choose between the two, yeah, no, bye. <laughs> so you rest for another eight hours. The Death Curse takes its toll on Sir Lucian, whose max Sorry. HP is now decreased by nine. Alright. Unattuned to the staff of the Python. Reattuned, and attuned to the Pearl of Power. You are fully healed, you regain your spell slots, you regain your hit dice. And in addition, while you rest in Wither's office, as you as you drift in and out of consciousness, your sleep disturbed by nightmares of what awaits further on in the dungeon. Alessander, you find yourself drawn to the bookshelves. Now that you're having a long rest here, you actually mm. have time to properly go through the materials here. That's right. <laughs> so I would ask you to please make an investigation check. Never time for these to go well. That's a 16. So as you discovered... My... as a 16, yep. So as you discovered when you were here earlier, the vast majority of the written materials in the room are records kept about the travellers who came into the tomb, how long they lasted, and how they died. But there is one book discarded at the very bottom of the drawer of Wither's desk, underneath piles of paper, and some of the very earliest records of the tomb, covered in dust, looking as if it hasn't been used in quite some time. You pull it out and blow the dust away, and discover a manual of flesh golems. <laughs> oh, sweet mother of God. <laughs> oh, boy! <laughs> what do... What do... <laughs> what do... Please, no. <laughs> what a wonderful thing to just keep lying around in an office. Thank you so much, Withers. Meanwhile, Zinhorn, you spend... You, you meditate for four hours and then spend the rest of the long rest while everyone else is catching up on sleep, examining your Earth Elemental, communicating with it, studying how it moves. Please make a nature check. Uh, 17. 17. You learn a lot about the Earth Elemental, how to command it in a more effective way. Whenever you summon an Earth Elemental, it gains plus one to hit for all its attacks. Ooh. Ooh, I need to make note of this. Is there um, anything anyone else during, would like to do during the long rest? During this long rest, do I get my full hit points back? Yes, you get your full hit points back, and miraculously, 
after you awaken from your long rest, you stretch and loudly yawn. And then realizing your voice is back, you just blurt out, Oh, it's nice to be heard again. <laughs> Other side of the room. Shut up, so to try to sleep. Fuck you! <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, during that long rest, could I try and carve out another handle? Yes, you can. You may make a tools check. Was that attack rolls and damage just, rolls? Just attack rolls. Just attack rolls. Yep. Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen. You managed to carve out of the wall another rough-hewn stone hilt one of your adamantine blades, turning it into an adamantine greatsword. You now have two of them. Okay. Uh, when we all wake up in the morning, I just drop one on Sir Lucian and go hit things with it. Sir Lucian. You, you drop the sword on Sir Lucian and he awakens at the start. Whoop! 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 Yeah! 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 No! No! My name's not mm. Scuttlebutt! Oh! Don't! <laughs> and then... He looks around, realises where he is, and just sighs, and you tell him, hit things with this sword. Places his hand on the sword, contemplates it, then he nods, pulls himself into a sitting position, and slings the sword into a makeshift sheath over his shoulder. Uh, quick question, does that, um, can is just a regular weapon, it's not plus one or anything? No, 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 it's just yeah. a regular greatsword, but it auto-crits against oh. anything made of inanimate material. Uh, I was going to say, did you want it to be a plus one, or just leave it be? Could, could, could you make... Could you, could, could, could you make... I think um, I have one free, if I... <laughs> could, could, could you make Onyxes a plus one? <laughs> I have to make sure. Oh, let me check. I get four... Last time I checked, I get four um, things I can do that too. There's... Well, you can automatically take off bulbs. Reloading. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm just oh, trying to okay. look at it. I have my bag of holding. Ava's reloading for a bow. I turned anyone. I think I did Ava's plus one as well. Yeah. So, yeah I got one more. I got, yeah, I got one more you... left in the. Oh, wait. No, I have you... to take the plus one off my staff. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you wait, probably you don't put... want to do that. Did you say you put no. reloading on Ava's longbow? Well, yeah. no, it, it it doesn't consume right. arrows, is... Yeah. Yeah. So that's only to make it plus one. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, plus okay. one, plus it doesn't consume arrows. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Unless yeah. they're magical arrows. Yeah, it confuses yeah. simple martial weapon with the ammunition property into a repeat. Yeah, and well, yeah which, is why, which is why we haven't been tracking Ava's arrows, because yeah. it yeah. doesn't and... use them. So, okay. no, so technically I'm tapped out, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. So, you recover from your long rest, you climb up, check your gear, and once again feel that sense of overwhelming foreboding, knowing that you must press on deeper, once more, into the breach. There seem to be a couple of ways down to the lower level. You can head down the stairs in the main balcony, otherwise there are the spiral stairs in the staff area. The staff access to the level below. Considering yeah, we, we heard uh, lots of playing from the main balcony, my vote's mm. for the, the spiral staircase. 
that's probably fair yeah. enough. Uh, before we uh, before we go, obviously I want to do the uh, usual cast mage armor on myself, oh, plus course, the water yes. plus the water breathing ritual because again, yeah, you never just know. Just because we haven't need, just because we haven't used it yet, doesn't mean we are going to need you it. You do know from level one that there is a big underground lake at the bottom of yep. this dungeon. So not that I want to go anywhere near that, but yeah, no, I'd be more interested in the uh, the staff staircase rather than the balcony. Yeah. Yep. And I activate my stones endurance. Yes, you do. So oh, we have yeah. no objections to heading down the staff staircase. Nope. That's good for me. Very well. You grip your weapons tight. Oh, it's only three hours. We've still got another hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. I know yeah, it feels, feels yeah, like the Usually when we do yeah. a long rest, it's like the end. Yeah, but no, there's still an hour yeah. of the session to go, so... But, yeah, uh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just sitting here giving I you mean, that I have, like, essentially I'm, four spell slots to work with. I mean, I'm deal. happy I to end it now if you want. Keep going. Keep going. I just, for some reason, went into autopilot and went, long rest, that's the end. No, don't make me silence you again. You grip your... I will be right back, because I'm going to talk again. You grip your weapon tightly and start to descend the spiral staircase into the darkness below arriving on level three of the dungeon Yay. the vault of reflection uh-oh <laughs> as someone who has done questionable things i'm already nervous <laughs> Also, I'd like to point out that uh, Alessandra is back in for a little bit. Yep. Bobbit had a playtime. Alessandra's back in I miss now. you already, Bobbit. Yeah, she'll be back. She'll be back. Don't and worry. I'll just point out to everyone that this level is at least the most um, sprawling one you've been on so yeah, far. Yeah, it looks, it looks like a fun time. I'm waiting for him to get back to have a look at it. Yep. Make your way down the staircase. It takes about 15 minutes as you descend deeper and deeper into the dungeon as the staircase spirals around, curving in on itself multiple times until you come to the very bottom and stand face to face with a featureless stone door that leads to the level beyond. Oh, there's only one way to go. Can we hear anything from the other side? Make a perception check, please, Zinhorn. Uh, that is a 27. You can hear on the other side the subtle... A subtle, stiff scraping on stone, like shambling footsteps. Other than that, it is silent. It Okay, so it sounds like there might be something on the other side of this wall. Okay, I'm back. Uh, what welcome, we... to level... welcome to level three. Woo, this is intricate. And yeah. something dungeon of Reflection. Yep, the Vault I of am Reflection. <laughs> I am I am terrified. The Vault of Reflection. I summon my shadow and look at myself and just do the mirror act. <laughs> I could mean, just—I was going to say—I could just close my eyes to look at myself. I don't—I don't need any of this. I have done questionably moral things the entire campaign. Please don't make me regret them. And Zinhorn has heard noise on the other side of this door. Oh, okay. Yes, has heard yeah. scraping, shuffling. Yep. Is it possible to instead of doing a listen check, 
in doing passive listening, can I do active listening and try and create like a sort of a, an echo sound to see if anything bounces back by hitting my heavy plate on my hitting my heavy sword against the stone walls. Um, I mean, if you want to alert whatever's on the other side of the door, the fact <laughs> yeah, that we're here, that sure. Would, yeah, that oh, would, okay, sorry, yeah. I, I can't see the map. I'm currently yeah, you know, in a car. Sorry. That's fair uh, enough. No D and D in the car. No, well, no, you can no, talk to us, right. but you can't. You can talk to us, but don't, don't look at the map yeah. or roller. Please no, 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 don't, no, yeah, please don't yeah, D and D in the car. Only, just only audio only. Yeah, yeah that's you can't fair enough. Yeah, no, it'll be the last. It'll, it'll be the last con save you ever make. Yeah, and you're most likely, and you won't make it. Yeah, I was going to say, the DC is thirty-five, and you automatically get three deaths. Death fails. So, who'd like to push the door open? Uh, look, I'll get Lucian to push the door open. At least he's pretty strong. Yep. So Lucian steps forwards. He makes an athletics check, which he passes, and he pushes open the stone door, revealing. On the other side, a room that is dark and dusty. A hulking figure wearing a bucket helm stands to the stands ahead of you with one hand on an iron lever set into the wall. The south wall is sloped and has a large rectangular window five feet wide by seven feet high. The window looks into a hallway through a rectangular hole in the hallway floor and farther down into a well-lit room shaped like a cylinder tipped on its side. A control room for staff only, evidently to be control- evidently for the tomb guardian who is here to control the trap on the other side of the window were any adventurers to step into it. As the door is slid open, Tomb Guardian turns around, sees you standing there, and begins to lurch towards you. Please roll for initiative. Hey! Uh, roll for me. I'll roll for you, it's okay. I've been rolling. Hey! Onyx got a 20. Oh, I got a non-net 20. Non-net 20, I finally get higher than a 10. Zinhorn rolled another 19, so that's a uh, 26 for initiative. Of course. Okay, I'm not going last this turn, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Zinhorn gets to go first. Naturally, and as per usual. (laughs) Bobbit has a higher dex than plus one. Yep. Yes. So yeah, then it's Bobbit's before me then, because we both got unnatural pain. And Ava got nine. I don't know why I said that loud enough. Ah, Ava got nine, yep. It's fine. So, I'm assuming Zinhorn goes first. Yep, Zinhorn yeah, goes as, first. Naturally and as usual, yes. <laughs> Zinhorn is going to kick things off with the good old-fashioned Frostbite. Yep, the Tomb Guardian's going to make its save. And that is a 19. A 19. Ah, Yikes. Makes it save. <laughs> But it still takes uh, six points of cold damage. Indeed, it does. And then, once again, the the vines of destruction are going to come around. Oh yeah, swing me blade! <laughs> at, let's do it. You swing. Go ahead, roll to hit. Ah, uh, that is a 
22. 22. That hits the Tomb Guardian. Go ahead. Roll your damage. And that is 10 points of damage. That is 10 points of damage, but as it res- as it is immune to piercing and oh. slashing from non-magical attacks, the attack deals no it- damage. Oh. It is Alessander's turn. Well, I'd like to uh, combo the lovely uh, frost detail before with a nice firebolt. Get ah. nice ice and fire. Nice. Um, does Probably a fire hit. and ice. Yep, sing a song of fire and ice. Does a 19 hit? It does. Roll your damage. Solid. That's 2d10. That is... That's, uh, 16 points of fire damage. Fire a firebolt at the Tomb Guardian, scorching its armor, and as the flames burn away on its rusted chest plate, it recoils instinctually away from them. <laughs> With its aversion to fire, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the end of its next turn. Wonderful. It is now the Tomb Guardian's turn. It lurches forwards to Sir Lucian, who stands in the doorway and swings at him with its spiked gauntlet with disadvantage and rolls a nine meaning sir lucian is able to quickly hold out his shield and deflect the blow it then makes its second multi-attack again with disadvantage and with disadvantage that is a 23 there's a 23 and a 24 so it manages to dodge and weave and slash past Lucian's shield, pounding him with the spiked gauntlet, and he takes 13 bludgeoning damage, plus 11 piercing damage, 24 altogether. Yeah, Yeah, these things don't mess around. They don't. It is now uh, Ava... No, Onyx's turn. Okay, so you said that the Adamantine Greatsword is... Uh, automatic critical on non-living things, did you say? Oh, that... on, on inanimate things, which inanimate, usually yeah, inanimate usually does count golems, but not flesh golems, because they're okay. made of flesh. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, in that case, I'm going to... Inanimate objects, right? What happens if he's what happens if there's an inanimate object on the flesh collar? Well, would he take recoil damage from? Ah, you could try to shatter its armor if you like, I suppose. Not even that. Like that. And then attack the rock that's on the flesh collar. Well, no, it hey. would just it would just damage the rock. It would just do normal damage to the golem itself. But if you want, okay. you could. Or, or... You can try Onyx to make a hit on its plate armor and try to shatter its armor if you want. Nah. I'm going to, as a bonus action, cast Branding Smite. Yep. Uh, and then I'm going to run to the other side of it. Yep. Squeezing past Sir Lucian into the dusty, yep. dark control room. And then with my uh, one-handed short sword, the onyx sword, I am going to try and hit it. Go ahead, roll to hit. Obsidian short sword, yeah. Obsidian short sword. Uh, That is 16 plus 9, so 25. 25. That is a hit. Roll your damage. Okay, so... Damage from the short sword is... 
10 physical damage from the short sword. Yep. And then Brian, Branding Smite does 2d6 radiant damage. Go ahead, roll that. Uh, that is 7 radiant damage. Yep. Uh, and then it doesn't have a save. It is now shining with light. Lovely. It's making it easier, making it easier for everyone else to see. It is Ava's turn. Ava, oh, right, uh, Ava is... Can she see it from where she is? Uh, if she moves in front of Zinhorn, she will be able to. Yep, she'll move in front of Zinhorn. Yep. Fly up so that she's above it if she can, and just try to shoot it. Go ahead, roll to hit. Uh, that's 27. That's a hit, roll the damage. That's 11 physical... I can't remember, do these take psychic? Ah, uh, they do take psychic. They do? Okay. Uh, two psychic. And then she's just going to try and hit it again. Go ahead. Uh, over 22. A 22. Nice. And Roll that is... Eight physical damage. Eight physical damage. Nice. It is so uh, And then she yep. will fly back to Where give she... Alessandra a shot. Yep, fair enough. It is now Sir Lucian's turn. You wanna just hit it, Sir Lucian? I suppose that's all I can really do at the moment. Yep. Yeah, I'll have to make both my attacks at him. Yep. Thank you. So Sir Lucian rolls. The first is a nat 20. <gasps> so Sir Lucian deals. Uh, let's see. Ah, uh, 32, 32 points of slashing damage. He then goes in with his second attack. Which... I walked back in and all I heard was 32 points of slashing damage. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, his second attack bounces off the patchwork armor, but there's still 36 points of da- 32 points of damage is not bad at all. And the Tomb Guardian, Tomb Guardian is looking quite bloodied. It is now Zinhorn's turn. Um. Well, since there's people in front. Um, oh, he's just going to go frostbite this thing. Looks like he's ready to drop. So yep. So frostbite it again. Yeah. Uh, it's going to make a con save. It rolled a nine. So he has disadvantage on his next attack roll. Yep. And takes nine points of cold damage. Nine points of cold damage, and that is enough to dispatch the tomb guardian as it groans in pain and drops to the floor. Just, be- just before it drops, I get the um, the vines to attack going for the attack to yeah. make them feel... <laughs> you swing your vines hitting the flesh part of it and make them feel like they've accomplished something. Hooray! <laughs> you all step into the crowded, dimly lit, dusty control room. Yes, Alessander? Well, while we're in here, I'm guessing we're going to be coming back this way when we go to head back up to the second level for rests later on, right? If you, yeah, yeah, probably safer than taking the main stairwell. Yeah, okay, so, um, since I'm kind of pushing the borderlines of over and and I can only use three skeletons a day at best, I am going to, I do have, I do actually have the other three still with me, because that spell goes for like 24 hours. It does, yes. 
So I'm gonna like drop the remains of like the other nine. Just well, actually in, in, nine of the twelve. Nine of the twelve I have. Just pull the yep. bag out. I'd say I'd go back them. up to the staff room, but I only thought yeah. of it now, and I don't want to waste half an That's hour okay. you running just up between them. the two. You just pull them at the bottom of the stairwell and free up some space. Mm. You've got more than enough bones, regardless. So most well, like the Bellasand is basically walking around with like fucking three staffs on her person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yeah, this dungeon's been full of treasure, so there appear to be multiple ways forward in this room. There is a thick crystal window looking out into the hallway beyond. On the other side of it, actually I can reveal what's on the other side. On the other side of it, you can see a narrow hallway with a hole in the floor looking down into what appears to be a cylindrical shaped room. Also, on the eastern side of the room, embedded into the wall, there is a small crawl space leading somewhere to the north. Can I go through the small crawl space and just peek around the corner up top to see what's in the other room? You sure can. I'd ask you to make a dex check, please. Oh god. Okay. Uh, that's 12. You try to shrink your body down small. I am a small creature. Well, yeah, so you can make it with advantage, but you passed anyway. Um, oh, okay, cool. You shrink, <laughs> you, you hold your breath, sucking in any parts of your body that may be too small to fit into the crawl space that is approximately one foot wide, and you crawl down. It takes about... 10 minutes to make it to the opposite end of the shaft and you find looking through the other end a golden a golden skull rests on a pedestal in the middle of a small dusty room he immediately backpedals because the last time there was a fucking skull he got knocked out yeah. I was gonna say, I'm kind of glad you found that and not. I've been grabbing that shit. I'm, I'm gonna backpedal immediately. <laughs> Make straight, way... straight back. Yep. You crawl back through the stairwell, pop out, and tell the others what you saw at the other end. What you saw at the other God end. Gold skull. No more skulls. Yeah, God at skull. the other end no of the skull. crawl space. Yeah. So, with that in mind, what would you guys like to do? I want to test out my new sword. Yep. So you walk up to the diamond. You walk up to the yep. Yep, Sinhorn. Do we see the like? Um, is that a lever in the? Yes, there is a lever in the control room. Would you like to pull it? It's the one that the Tomb Guardian was manning. I'm assuming if the Tomb Guardian was on this side, it would be either one, if it was a trap that gets set off, we can set the trap off and see what it does, or two, it'll open the doorway. Yeah, those are good assumptions to make. So would you like to pull it and see what happens? Kind of do. You walk over to the stone levers in horn and you pull it down and you hear a loud click. And then on the other side of the window, just visible through the hole in the hallway floor, you see the cylindrical room begin to rotate slowly at first, 
but then faster and faster and faster. Anyone who is standing in that room would be thrown violently around, thrust with great force into the stone walls and would be jostled around, their bones broken on impact as the cylindrical room spins faster and faster and faster. This continues for about ten minutes until it begins to slow and creaks once again to a stop. Would anyone like to go for a ride? I was gonna say, you see, you see Alessandra with her face pressed against the window, looking like an actual, like legit child, and you honestly can't tell because her face is against the window with the excitement. Who's actually at the helm? You can't tell if it's Bobbit or Alessandra. There's just a small child-looking guy. <gasps> is that you, Nang Nang? <laughs> so that would be this room here, and it would just rotate around and around and around. If you were standing in it, you would just take damage for ten minutes. Um, until it stopped rotating. Oh, wait, so it's this one here. Yeah, that's yeah. the cylindrical Now, the one you were describing, Th this, I thought it was this one. No, so this this map is a bit confusing, but this room is below this hallway. So this is a hallway, and then there's a hole in the floor that drops down into this room, and this ah. room is the cylindrical room, and uh, pulling the lever causes it to spin round and round and round, basically violently throwing around who's it, whoever's in it. The idea is that anyone who drops down this hole into the room would be seen by the Tomb Guardian, who would then pull the lever. Nice. Um, can... Does pulling it again reactivate it? It does. Oh. I would like to take my mace and tools and put it in the deactivated position and break the lever. Ooh, good idea. Uh, make a Mason's Tools check, please. Uh, 15. You detach some pieces of stone off the walls and dis disassemble the lever and wedge pieces of stone into the mechanism, causing it to be jammed in the off position. Trying as hard as you can, even with every ounce of your strength, you're unable to lift it up into the on position. Good. I don't want to be thrown around. <laughs> so with that, you retrieve your adamantine swords, raise one with a mighty swing, bring it down on the crystal window, which immediately shatters with a loud crash, echoing through this tiny room, granting you access to the hallway and the cylindrical room beyond. Then I'm going to pick up as many pieces of diamond as I can. Yes. Uh, I would ask you to please roll a 2d10. 2d10, okay. Uh, oh, that's 14. You pick up, uh, from all of the little shards of diamond scattered around, you manage to pull together at least what would be the equivalent of 14 full diamonds for the use of a revivify spell. Holy shit, 14 times 300 GP diamond. diamonds. Yes. I'm going back and shattering the other one. Yeah. I was going to say, Alessandra seeing this might actually beat you to it. So with that, would you like to proceed through the broken window? 
And um, will, and will you be instantly dropping down the hole into the cylindrical room, or do you want to negotiate around it into the hallway itself? I personally would like to go into the hallway itself and look around. And are those purple clouds actually visible? They to will us? be when you enter the hallway. Okay. Well, then I'll enter the hallway, but stay clear of the purple clouds. Yep. Zinhorn's going to be the last one through. Through last one through. Fair enough. So you all carefully step through the glass window, making and sure. And Ava will be hovering in the middle of the room. Yep. Make, making sure to avoid the hole in the floor that leads to the cylindrical room as you step through into the hallway. Uh, let me see. Might take a moment to look stuff up because this is a very big. The walls of this narrow <laughs> tunnel. The walls of this narrow tunnel slope inward as they approach the ten-foot-high ceiling. Patches of Fleshy purple mold cling to the walls and the floor in the eastern half of the hall. Cut into the floor at the western end of the corridor is a three-foot-wide, four-foot-long rectangular hole that leads to the cylindrical room beyond. You also see at the very end of the hallway two crawl spaces, one on the northern side and one on the southern side. Can Ava do a nature check on this mold? She can. Go ahead and make a nature check. That's a 21. A 21. Ava walks... Ava makes her way over to some of the molds so that she can look at it uh, close up and... She stands there for a solid five minutes, staring at it, almost as if she's unsure of what it is. She prods this alien growth with the tip of one of her swords, and as she does so, it hisses, and the smell of rotting corpses suddenly fills the hallway, making you all nearly gag. Ava shrugs, and she says, huh, I can't quite figure out what it is. I've never seen anything like this before. It has a horrible stench, but doesn't appear to be harmful. Hmm. She says that... Can she try... Would you, would you like her to try and destroy some of it? I was just about to say, can she touch her flame skip scimitar to a very small patch of it? Yep. She raises her flame scimitar, and as flames surge through it, she swings at a patch of the mould on the wall. The flames spout from the sword and sweep across a patch of mould, instantly burning it away. Even though she only intended to remove a small part, the flame quickly spreads out of control, removing about oh, a foot of the mould, which burns away. As the, as the mould quickly burns away, you hear a squelching sound. And from another patch of mould, you see a single pink eye stalk emerge. It points at Ava and fires a beam. What? 
Okay. I'm going Interesting. to Excuse you, is this a gun is this a freaking beholder of some weirdest kind? Or is this just some other alien bullshit? A small black beam fires from the pink eye stalk and hits Ava for 38 points of necrotic damage. Oh. Then oh. it quickly retracts back into the mold and disappears as if it was never there. Okay. Destroying odd mold substance bad. It's weak to fire, but quick to retaliate. Ava immediately flies back into the room that Zinhorn's in. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, that nearly took half her health off. Yep. <laughs> and that was no save or any... Jesus Christ. Okay. What would you like to do? Cry. <laughs> that said, that said, the mold did not appear to do anything until it was burnt away. Ava harmlessly touched it before when examining it, and doesn't mm. appear to have suffered any ill effects. Mm. That is true. Can anyone do like a arcana check? Having seen that. I mean, Alessandra is definitely curious about this shit. Mm-hmm. You may go ahead right. and make an arcana check. I'm, uh, big magic. Ooh, yay. That's a uh, 25. So, Alessandra, you approach some of the remaining mold and look at it, touching it with your Ooh. hands, and it feels fleshy and squishy to the touch. You determine it is... You determine it is indeed not organic at all, but appears to be comprised mainly of magic. And as you puzzle over this, you feel blinky shudder with fear under your robes as you realise that the magic that causes this mould to grow is the same type of magic that Beholder can use to will each other into existence. Oh no! I was gonna say, yeah. You, you see, Alessandra basically like hold Blinky up and spit on the ground and go, "Of course, this is extremely advanced Beholder magic. Hence the eye stalk and what I was assuming is going to have been an attempt, a poor attempt at a disintegration beam, which means that it saw us with the eye stalk." It did, and furthermore, yes, you all whatever. you all shudder as the weight of Alessandra's words settles in on you, and you realise that this level of the dungeon, or at least this part of it, is a beholder lair. It's yep. a lair. Oh, well, fuck. there is a beholder somewhere in this particular part of the dungeon. I'm willing to play funny on where I reckon it is. I don't know, I could definitely do the same. <laughs> either way, either way, I'll say just gonna look at Solution going, maybe if we come across it, if or when we come across this, do try to keep your manners this time. He just silently nods and then he says, Oh, oh, I shall make my name known this time. You made With your name my known blade. last time. <laughs> yes. 
Hopefully you'll get a chance to use it this time. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, cool. Beholder, somewhere in this particular section. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Uh, it is already severely injured. I know, but I could take Beth somewhere I imagine it would be. <laughs> Onyx. Onyx would like to check out the crawl spaces. Yep, very well. Onyx. Um, the northern one or the southern the one? The closest one. Yeah, you the go to the northern one first. Very well. Uh, Onyx, uh, please make a dex check with advantage. Zinhorn and Ava cautiously join the party in the hallway. Uh, that is a 17. 17. You take a deep breath and squeeze into the northernmost crawl space. Spend the next five minutes slowly making your way through it. And you come to... So that is 30. Okay, let's flick to 30. Suddenly, fan blades spin right up and you just hear... (laughs) Ahead of you, the face of a snarling minotaur is etched into a sheet of iron that bisects the crawlway. Its eyes have been cut out, letting you see through the sheet beyond which you can see that the tunnel continues onwards. Fair enough. Um, interesting. Interesting, 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 interesting. So it's a minotaur on... Yeah, it's a plate. It's a big plate in the shape of a minotaur. You can see through its eyes... And okay. see that the, the tunnel continues beyond, but aside from that, there doesn't appear to be any hole to crawl through or any mechanism to lift it up. It's just wedged right in the middle of the crawl space, preventing you from moving onwards. Okay, well then I'll crawl back out. Yep. And you will and go and the others the... of what you found. Yep. And then I'll go into the other one. Uh, but just real quick, when we got those... Supreme healing potions from that chest. Yes. In the first, was there one for everyone? There was one for everyone plus one extra, which Alessander took. Okay. Uh cool. Because I just realised I didn't write it down on Ava's yeah. Yeah. sheet. So I was just making sure that there was one for everyone. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to try and go into that yep. southern one now. Make another dex check, please, with advantage. <laughs> That's another seventeen. You squeeze into the tiny crawl space, and after only a minute or so of crawling, you find yourself at the end of the tunnel and peer through the other side to see that is room 37. So, two balconies face each other over a vast pit. Between the balconies hover five wooden platforms, each one a disc ten feet across. A single torch burns above each balcony. On the east balcony stands a rough-hewn, 15-foot-tall statue of a hulking fiend with furled wings and clenched fists. Set into the wall on the west balcony is a rusty lever in the up position. Okay. I will go back and tell them that... Make your way back out into the hallway and inform the party of what you found in both of the crawl spaces. Um, was the crawl space above or below or at the same level as the balcony? Uh, about at roughly the same level. Okay. 
I don't know where to go, except maybe the door down below. Yeah, you could also drop down yeah. into the cylindrical room and head through the yeah. door if either of these options don't appeal to you. Well, I've done my reconnaissance. Uh... Is, is heal, has anyone healed Ava at all after taking that massive amount of damage? No one has um, healed her. No, I was actually, that's why I was looking at health potions. Uh... I was going to say, we do have cure wounds as options. You do yeah. have... And you do have the uh, second potion of superior healing that you took from uh, that you took from Nang Nang's sarcophagus as well. You have a spare. Mm. Yeah, but that might be useful. Um, <laughs> Ava's going to cast Cure Wounds at a second level on herself. That's probably oh, wise. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I say I'd be happy to cast it, but that works I mean, fine too. The amount that she took, she would happily accept your... Yeah, mine, mine's automatically oh, a fourth level. Yeah, I don't know, fourth level, so that's 48. Uh, I mean, if you want to do a spell slot first, sure. Well, it's an, it's an artificer spell slot, so I still keep all the warlock ones. Yeah, yes. Okay, well, uh, you want to do just, just pats Ava on the back and goes, Bubbit wouldn't want you getting hurt now, and I personally don't want to have to hear about it if you do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. In, in Ava's head, in Ava's head, uh, her spirit simply, simply purrs. It says, yes, 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 have them serve us. Heal us. Save that magic for when we need it. Ava <laughs> <sighs> needs magic to kick ass. Um, okay. Uh, how much? Oh, was I rolling? I thought you were rolling it. Oh, well, <laughs> oh no, you cast, well, you cast it, you yeah, so you roll it. Okay, not perfect. That's... Was it four? Oh, God, yeah, I'm trying to remember now. That's... Uh, I probably should have looked that up while I was... 4d8, because it's 1d8. Yeah, 1d8, yeah. Okay. Apologies for the wait. Yep. 4d... So 4d8 plus... What's my spell casting? So it's four. Well... Are you using a warlock Aww. slot? Are you using a warlock slot to cast it, or are you using an artifact? Because oh, yeah. if you're using an artifact, uh, it's only that's... first level. Okay, well, I'll use the warlock one because I can technically yeah. get that back. Why is yeah. there two ones on there? That makes me sad. There's <laughs> half your damage you took back. <laughs> Thank yep. you. That's better than uh, nothing. Ava's still gonna cast a second level on herself. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Oh god, that wasn't much better. That's 8 plus 4, 12. So that's, she's now up to 78. That's okay. Ava just nods imperiously as she's healed. And with that, you have several options of where to go. A crawl space bisected by a plate. The room with the balconies and the floating platforms. The room with the gold skull. Or down into the cylindrical room and through the door. No matter what you do, you cannot make Onyx go back to that room with the skull. <laughs> yeah, I know the, how I feel about the skull. I'm going to laugh if that skull's useful for something. Uh, it's going to be, because it's golden, but Jesus Christ, I'm not going near it. <laughs> gonna be honest, I, gonna be honest, I kind of want you to go in the skull room. <laughs> which, Why? Which, <laughs> and that, the worst part is, we don't know whether that's because it's a good thing or a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, because, yeah. 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 
Uh, I mean, if I listen to Nang Nang, I'm sure Nang Nang is going to be going, holy shit, a skull made of solid gold. Yeah, if, if, if you actually tell if you actually tell the party that the skull was made of gold and not just there's a skull there. No, yeah, I would have told them. Yeah, I would so, have gone skull, gold, yeah. skull. So you can there. hear Nang Nang, you can hear Nang Nang say, ooh, yes, yes, let's get it and possess it just for us. <laughs> Riches to decorate my palace. There's a bullet beside her going, that sounds fun. Probably works <laughs> 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 with Nang Nang. <laughs> And in in your coat, Glinky just quivers, almost as if he is, uh, almost as if he is stating. It's still a cheese. Yeah, still a cheese. Yeah, Glinkette quivers, almost as if she is stating that she would rather face whatever is in the gold skull room than press any further into what is obviously a beholder death. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> that being said, Alessandra's just gonna look and go, Moa, I don't suppose you want to vote since everyone else seems to think this is a, a democracy. Moa says, mm, yes, uh, I would just like to point out that we're not here to get loot to decorate anyone's palace, so don't let the perceived value of uh, what's in a room deter you from better judgment. Hmm. I'd still like to look at it to see if there's anything about it, or if it's just... Like, it could be a magic item, it could just be a regular-ass pretty skull. Yes, yeah, it could be. No. Onyx has no idea, because he saw a skull and left. <sighs> at least check to see what it's about. Alessandra just raises her hand, going, I'm technically being outvoted, but the majority of us, points to her head, feels that at least inspecting the gold skull before we go anywhere might be a good idea. So Lucian looks over, and he says, mm, Well, as much as uh, Bobbit Sander can be an annoying little runt sometimes, her judgement is usually solid. <laughs> just if Alice just says again, I don't know what's more insulting at this point, the fact you called me a runt, or the fact that you called us Bobbit Sander. Never call us that again. <laughs> 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 What is Obelaka's uh, point of view? Obelaka. Um, Obelaka is just. Shit. Yeah, Obelaka <laughs> is just quivering in fear in Zinhorn's head, saying, I vote we stay away from the peak mold. Okay, yeah. that's one vote, vote away from the pink mold. <laughs> Look. At least, at least let us inspect the, the, the skull properly, just in case it's something important. I can go, like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's small enough I could probably fit through or go in, inspect it. If it's something, yes. If it's nothing, come straight back. Mm -hmm. in, in Onyx's head, Wongo says, The little girl is acting like a know-it-all again. Go along with her and crush the skull under your adamantine blade. <laughs> Wipe that smirk off her face. Fuck you, you weren't there with the last fucking skull. <laughs> that is true, he wasn't. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will go through the, well, Alessandra will go through the yep. crawl space to inspect it. So Alessandra, please make a uh, dex check with advantage. Oh, with advantage, how nice. You are small. 
I am Smalls. That is, let's just get plus three with that. That's a 16. I'm glad you gave me the advantage because the first roll was a two. You wedge yourself mm -hmm. into the crawl space and begin to make your way to the north. Is anyone else following Alessandra? No. I think one's going to wait with Overlocker and they're terrified in the head. That's <laughs> yes, probably a good <laughs> idea. Okay, uh, so Lucian decides to wait with the rest of the part. Actually, so Lucian steps through the... Uh, Crystal window makes a dex check. And right, this will be good. Tries to fit into the crawl space, but try as hard as he can. He cannot seem to wedge himself in without getting stuck. And he says, "Well, as curious as I am, you'll have to act in my stead, young Alibobbit." Alibobbit. <laughs> <laughs> Just the other in the hole. That's. Actually worse. Yes. Just, uh, for, mm. So you pop out of the crawl space into the small room and you notice the golden skull resting on the pedestal in the middle of this small dusty room. And furthermore, mm -hmm. you notice to the north is the back of what is clearly intended to be a secret door leading into the room outside. Hmm. Well, I don't exactly want to go that way, and we can't even get anyone through here. Everyone through here, so we couldn't use that as a route anyway. Okay, the let's let's have a look. See at this skull. See if there's anything actually important about yep. it before we go anywhere. The skull itself sits inert on the stone pedestal, making no movement, and you cannot feel any magic emanating from it. Does the pedestal have anything on it? Just appears to be a standard stone pedestal. Does the skull have anything on it? Can it I roll an investigation to check this place? Because the fact that it's just a solid gold skull sitting on a pedestal in a room by itself. Just, make, I'm, I'm not. Make an investigation <laughs> check, please. Okay. That is a 16. A 16. So without touching the skull, you look around the room. You find the room itself to be utterly featureless. The pedestal itself, that the pedestal likewise is just a slab of unremarkable stone. And the skull appears to just be a normal human skull, but made out of solid gold. You see no gems or carvings or anything else that would indicate it has any special purpose, at least not without picking it up and thoroughly examining it. The fact that you keep insisting that we pick it up is just red flags all fucking over. You know what I can't wait for? What? When we get to the main stairway and read the plaque, and the very first one is, don't pick up the skull. <laughs> yeah, when you read the plaque. Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, next question would be, um, can I hear anything on the other side of the... Um, like the secret door. You may make. Oh a wait, there's a perception check. Yeah, make a perception check. Why I suggest that? I think this is not the right character. Holy shit! No, that's a nineteen. I'll take that. You hear what sounds like the dragging of a metal chain along stone coming from the other side of the door. Mm hmm. Well, I'm not finding anything by myself, and the skull is as tempting as it is. Wait. 
No, no, it's tempting as it yeah. is. Nang Nang is in I... your head. Nang Nang is saying, yes. It's not even guarded. Just take it and stow it away and don't tell the others that you have it. <laughs> uh, yes, but don't you think the fact that it's completely unguarded in Asarak's tomb well, wouldn't immediately warrant some sort of caution? Asarak is a fool, and we have entered through the staff entrance <laughs> <laughs> he says that you just see it here smirk and go oh he's a fool is he then tell me how what does that make the person he killed hmm? <laughs> if only if only the others had listened to what i had to say and let me hoard all the powerful items for myself i could have taken them you know mm-hmm well if they didn't listen, they all died, and you could have lived. I might just follow their stead. Mm. Moa we'll simply says, I agree. Nang Nang, if we find out there's a purpose to this, and we find out that it's not going to immediately kill us, I promise you we will pick it up then. It's a little golden you know skull. <laughs> what could it do? Are the other gods saying anything back? <laughs> uh, the other gods, yeah, Obalaka is just saying, it's probably less dangerous than the mold. And Wongo is just fuming and saying, that should be us in there, we should be crushing it. Don't let the little girl take it as her prize. <sighs> Can I put a hand on it at least? Yes, you can put a hand on it. Not picking it up, not Just moving it. Just a hand it. on it, yep. Just a hand on it. So you step cautiously close to the pedestal. Actually, Re actually, before yep. I put it, actually, I'm going to take one of the bones out of my bag and use that to touch it first. Very hmm. well. Reach into your bag, take one of the bones, cautiously approach the pedestal, and tap the skull with the end of the bone. Magical energy is expelled from the skull, disintegrating the bone in your hand. And then... <laughs> I almost got the bone the second I touched it, by the way. Then the skull levitates into the air. Suddenly, its empty eye sockets are filled with tiny pinpricks of candlelight. It hovers... Oh, it's a lich! It hovers in the air in front of you and opens its mouth and says, Ah, oh, jeez, finally someone came in here and woke me up. I've been waiting for someone to come no. in here and touch me for God knows how long. To who do no. I owe the pleasure? Alessandra is very thankful that no one else followed her in here because right now her jaw is uncharacteristically on the fucking floor. <laughs> just, just completely uncomposed. Just, um, um, I am Alexander Rayburton, and who might you be, exactly? Ah, you haven't heard of me? Well, then, you're obviously at the very top of the pecking order and running in the very best, most sophisticated social circles, are you not? For otherwise, you would have heard of Yaka, 
the great entertainer who once amused the royal family of Omo. Ooh, that's interesting. I, uh, well, I mean, I was part of a royal family. I was a young member of a royal family, but over in Mesro, what exactly and how exactly are you doing down this far into the Tomb of the Nine Gods, though? Well, it's quite simple. <laughs> Aserak knew that I know everything there is to know of this tomb, so he sealed me away in this secret alcove. And I've been waiting for so long for somebody to come and get me out! <laughs> and now that you've got me out, I'm going to repay you by following you around everywhere, amusing me, testing out the material I have written over the last 200 years, and making your life much more entertaining! We just ruined every stealth check that we could have ever possibly made in the rest Honest of this fucking dungeon. Honest just gonna murder you. There is no stealth anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, Alessandra's jaw is just sort of... You do realize how dangerous this place is, correct? Oh, of course! I know everything about it! But I'm already dead, so what does it matter for me? Well, it's fun that you're already dead, but myself and my compatriots still have a slight allergy to death, and as such, we do not wish to succumb to death in the next five, next, you know, immediate future. Yaka's skull, <clears throat> Yaka's jaw twists into a smile, and he says, Well, I'll still come along, so if you do bite that dust, at least you go out with a smile on your face! Look, I'll be, I'll be blunt. I definitely, you definitely seem an interesting sort, and your information is going to be quite invaluable. Invaluable. No, 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 valuable. Definitely valuable. Well, as long as they haven't changed the tomb too drastically in the last... How long did you say you were down here for? 200 years? 200 years! And you can only imagine all the material I have written in that time! Say, what's the deal with airship food? This is going to be an exceedingly long day. Okay. Chronic to the disturbance in the force. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I should have stayed in. I should have left. I have the purple moss and says, Come to me. <laughs> just without, without questioning, just turns, just leads at the mall and just goes, Please take me away from this. Best <laughs> of all, in the need of more friends. Best of all, says, best of all, says Yaka, Asarak has warded me with powerful magic. Rendering me impervious to damage and spells. <laughs> nothing in this, nothing in this tomb has anything to fear from me. You're impervious to magic and force. Oh, oh! I can follow oh. you everywhere, and in a place like this, come on and beat it. You definitely need someone to lighten the spirits. <laughs> oh, I have made a terrible error. <laughs> you can try to convince him to not come along. 
Yeah, um... He's hmm. pretty adamant on it right now. Yeah, I've noticed, I've noticed. So, why stay... If you've been released from your prison, why stay here at all? I mean, once you get past Omu, there is an entire world out there waiting for you to test your material on. I'm sure someone unable to be harmed or unable to die would be a great boon. You could spend the rest of existence traveling anywhere and everywhere. Come on, have you ever seen a skull doing a comedy routine? <laughs> oh no, you're the best bet I have. I will get free of here eventually, maybe get a body of my own, but in the meantime, you have awakened me and I must repay you by giving you a free, impromptu performance from the greatest performer that Omu ever saw. I understand, but hear me out, wouldn't it? Imagine, if you will, we and my companions take down Aseract, we conquer this tomb. Would you not want to wait for a more grander stage to perform? Say, you know, a big celebratory dinner of some sort. I mean, if we stop, if we stop Aseract and his soulmonger, then honestly, we'll probably be hailed as the greatest heroes in Chalt, and they would want to host a feast in our honor. Surely a great great performer like yourself would be honored and privileged to perform on such a larger scale audience. Please make, a, pers <laughs> please make a persuade check with disadvantage. Disadvantage? Oh, come on! Because you did mention that you have companions, and he... His eyes immediately perk up at the mention yeah, but of the I was word also companions. Yeah, I was also offering him the entirety of, like, fucking Schultz. I know, but in the meantime, he, his eyes grow wide, he smiles, and he says, Companions? You mean there's a full house? So please roll with disadvantage. Well. I rolled 15 twice. What does a 24 get me? The skull looks at you, uh, then his smile disappears, and in a deadpan voice he says, Okay, kid, I can take a hint. Look, I'll leave you alone, but I believe in being well paid for my time, and I've spent a lot of time writing material. You give me 10,000 GP, and I'll sit right here and wait for the next person <laughs> to come along. <laughs> Saying, Alexander is a second to act out of character just for a moment. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I needed to get that out. Saying, Alexander <laughs> is down one skull since they used it to catapult in the last, <laughs> yeah. But I, oh, oh boy, I mean, if you wanted to, you could just grab him and try to put him in the bag of holding. <laughs> mm -hmm. What happens if you yeah. walk out of his skull? How does... He's going to follow me, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's levitating, he's... yeah. If you leave oh, the room, he'll just follow you. I will Look, be right back. Look, there are a lot of dangers in this place. I'm sure you know of almost all of them, most of them. Probably all of them, probably every single one. If I promise, believe me, my other half will be very receptive to your performance. If... You can promise to keep the performances down if it... Like, look, I'll make you a deal. You want to follow me around? Fine. If you want to help with information? Fine. But 
there are going to be times where impromptu performance is going to not be necessary. If I can keep you to when I uh, when we ask for a performance, and we will ask, don't worry, we'll have plenty of chances to rest for you to chest the material. If I ask for silence, there needs to be some silence. You can work on your material in the meantime, just with not all the time alerting everything in our presence. Because while you may not be imperfect, you may be impervious to harm, we do not share the same sentiments. Make a persuasion. I'm not willing to die here. <laughs> Make a persuasion check, please. Just a regular one? Yeah, just a regular one. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, that's a 23. <laughs> Yaka's smile immediately reappears and he shouts at the top of his lungs, Sure, I can be silent, but that's time when I'm not performing and time is money, so pay me 2,000 GP in advance and I'll respect your wishes. I pay $2,000 and 2,000 gold and we can have ourselves in accord. <sighs> the skull just nods. This is just a quiet voice in your head going to Nang Nang. I understand you're going to be angry with this. I'm going to ask you to shut it though. This is necessary for not destroying our entire campaign in this tomb. Nang Nang just grumbles and says, <laughs> Two thousand is nothing. He's probably worth more than that on his own. And can you imagine the money we will earn when we make him a traveling circus act? Oh, actually, now you think now you mention it, we do need a performance. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Yeah, Alessandro will get the money out and go. First of all, I'm not entirely sure. He's just a floating skull, right? He is. Where's the money going to go? He opens his mouth wide. Oh. Does the money just go into you? He nods, and then he shuts his mouth and he says, One coin at a time! My mouth isn't that huge, you know! Oh, boy. Look, can I... Hmm. You do realise this is going to take a while, correct? He nods and he says, yes, but I want to save every coin. Look, can I, we've technically made our deal. Can we walk and talk as we go? Because we still have a lot of this tomb to go. But if once we get out of here, I actually am part of co-owner of a tavern back where I come from. I don't suppose you want yourself a uh, more permanent position as an entertainer. I imagine the skull is your, of your uh, comedic value might... Uh, find that an appealing deal. He just smiles and he says, Ah, ah, ah! Payment up front or I fly through that crawl yes, space, yes, find your yes. companions and regale them with my airline food routine. Okay, fine, fine. Just yells back down the ahoy. I'm going to be, I'm not dead, but I am going to be a minute. <laughs> and with that, you reach into your bag and painstakingly Actually, feed. No, no, no. Yep. Alessandra's not paying. Alessandra immediately switches the bobbit going, this is what you voted for, you deal with him. <laughs> I'm having no more of this. And then, <laughs> this bobbit disappears going, oh, okay, feeding gold time. 
Bobbit painstakingly feeds Yucca. A bomb probably thinks it's like a game. Yeah, just like a game. game. So, way through, it just starts throwing coins at him, so it's just like skill shot game. <laughs> it takes the better part of the next two hours as Yucca oh, eats yeah. each of the coins one by one, chewing each coin, relishing up. Relishing it, swirling it around in his mouth until he reduces it to gold dust, taking a solid, taking a solid minute and a half to consume each coin. After two hours have passed and the final coin has been placed in his mouth, he chews it with relish and then he smiles and he says, "You got a deal." And with that, he zooms through the crawl space and you hear him emerging on the other side, shouting, Oh, she was right. There's a full house out here. Say, any of you ever ridden on an airship before eating those peanuts they like to hand <laughs> out? <laughs> Bobbit giggles and follows after because she probably thinks this whole thing is just hilarious. And with that, we end this week's session. <laughs> I have the errors for is, is this guy an inanimate object? <laughs> he is an inanimate object, but he's also impervious oh, to all magic yeah, damage. We can't destroy him. We can't destroy him. Yeah, Nothing can you say magical damage? He's immune to all. He's immune to magic and damage. There is no way to destroy uh, him. We can't do anything a to him. According, <laughs> according to the module. The only way to stop him following you around is to pay him 10,000 GP or use Wish to just wish he would leave you alone. Well. Oh my. Yep. Well, um, yeah. during uh, two hours, Ava is going to have a short rest. Yep. Yep. So everyone except yeah, Alessandra yeah. gets a short uh, rest. Yeah, fair cop, fair cop. Uh, I just back up to full health. <laughs> half of my character probably Lucian. think this is hilarious. The other half is going to be just like, what have I done? Why have I done this to myself? Ava's back and, up to full health, so Lucian's back up to full health, and with that... And, yep. Um, Onyx would like to go back into the staircase and try and carve out two more handles. Yep, which which <laughs> you can well. do with which you could do without a roll, because it is two hours. Yeah. Woo! And... And now I have four adamantine great swords. Yep. <laughs> you have as many swords as I have starves. <laughs> this is fun. And so that ends this session. This week's session with you making your very first baby steps into level three, the Vault of Reflection. Learning that it is a Beholder Lair and learning that not all of the traps in the Tomb of the Nine Gods will necessarily kill you, but they will kill you inside. <laughs> and the other half thinks this is the greatest thing ever. Alessander, you gain one point of inspiration. Yay! And with that, leave your character sheets as they are. Do not replenish your spell slots. Next nope. week, we will venture further into the Vault of Reflection and see what other horrors await, whether they be of the extremely annoying Talking Skull variety the many eyes of death variety or things potentially even worse i want to thank ak cloaked gamer for the raid and the follow 
thank you to hey. everyone for joining. Thanks to Fish for coming and watching. And hello and thank you to Archangel K. We will be back tomorrow at the normal time for the fifth episode of our Call of Cthulhu Terror of Sothogua campaign. Until we then... We need to hear more of uh, dashing stories. Yes, yes, with <laughs> Arkansas. What will Arkansas get up to? Who will he impress this time? <laughs> Not even Arkansas knows. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, when you see a gold skull, brace yourselves for... The next, brace yourselves for the rest of the dungeon crawl to be filled with Seinfeld tier observational <laughs> comedy. Oh, oh man, you should have been by Jerry Seinfeld. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I was going just to it first, but I was going to it first, but I couldn't actually nail it, so I just went with the voice that I. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. But I was just gonna... that whole. And what's the deal with airline food? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I wanted to have just a very hint of something sinister about him, but. Uh, yeah. We'll see you guys again tomorrow and next week for more adventures on Dungeons and Dagons. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs>